G'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode of The Experience. By now, I hope you know it's your captain behind the mic, your boy, the one, the only, I'm speaking about myself in third person, <laughs> fucking hell, um, Bradley J. Drybra. Stoked to have you guys back here. We're here for, this will be episode 77. It's been a journey. It's been a minute. We're here in the HQ, the studio. Jonah's not on the bruise today, but Benny boy, good job. I like it. I'm a fan. Trying something new. We're trying the long black with a bit of runny almond cream on the side. You know how it is. We're charged and I've got to be charged because this I'm man's charging. sitting here with a bang energy drink. <laughs> He's ready to go. Um, so if you're watching this, you'll see, especially if you're from the Illawarra, you'll see that I've got a character here that most of you will know either off social or just from being around town. Wollongong's a small place. We're just sharing many stories how everyone links up and seems to come together in some way, shape or form here in the Illawarra. But if you don't know this man and you haven't recognised him and you're not sitting behind a screen, well then he deserves a bloody good intro. They call him the mullet lord. He's known for his innovation of crossfit and bodybuilding called crossbuilding. Whereas he likes to call himself the crossbuilding ombudsman. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from your home, your car or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Logan Cole. How are you, brother? Good, man. Good. That's a good intro. Right, they're just freestyle. I, I like to throw them off the cuff and challenge myself a bit. That's really good. It's like quite close to that uh, Tom Billu. Yeah, have you heard him do yeah, it? Yeah, he's good, bro. You're, you're giving me a rap there. <laughs> yeah. the, you, you were about like a third of the way there, I reckon. Yeah, like almost. 33%, not bad. <laughs> yeah, not that's bad. good. We, um, we were just chatting and we actually decided just to jump in and throw this pot on because I feel like there's going to be heaps of gems and heaps of laughs that come from this little story here. We're talking about how I'd sort of first come across Logan. And it was a couple of years back now, a mate, mutual mate of ours, Joshy Whitehead, had started a podcast. And I remember Josh messaging me and saying, hey, going to start a podcast. It'd be cool for you to come in and talk about your like chronic health stuff, but also a little bit about real estate for like young people at the time because I was in the game. And so he sent me an address and I went to, you know, Jake Lapham's house. Yeah. Was it the garage? It wasn't that a, you went to, like. So that was that was Joshy's house, the garage. Oh, right. right. But I done two with Josh, so the story is the first one. Yeah. We went to Jake Lapham's house, and I didn't realise, but I get there and they're like, the house has got like silver paper all over the walls, like, and I go, what's going on here? And he goes, oh, we're having a Martian party tonight. So they were setting up for oh, a Martian party. There okay. were lights everywhere. There was heaps of stuff going on. And we shot the podcast and I think there was an issue with the audio. So I went back and shot one in their garage. Yeah, yeah. And there was like four of us. It was me, him, Benny Force. Um, yeah. And Jake. And it was just like, and Dan Constable as well. And it was just a good laugh. Were they the other two that were in yeah. my podcast? There I was two, so, there yeah, two other guys. There, there, was, there was two Ben's, other guys. Ben's a big fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dan's yeah. a singer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was um, funny times, man. Go, yeah. Going back a few years now. Yeah. Well, yeah, a that, that's a while. Because, like, what was the topic of that? Was it my bodybuilding? I think you were doing bodybuilding at the time, hey? I don't know if I'd just finished or... Um, I just well, finished you were prepping or... for a show or something like that. Okay, so it was, like, that close. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They, they definitely... That was, like, the topic of it. And they were just, like, asking me about dieting and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it was just, like, the process of it and... All that and yeah, it was kind of like it was a very like humorous take on it, which I it which was. I love because like everyone wants to talk about like bodybuilding like it's some like crazy serious thing like it like it is to an extent, but like we we were able to shed like so much light on it and just like laugh about it. You know what I reckon? And like I used to I used to be right into the gym. Yeah. You can't tell that as much these days. I'm just a run. You're boy. a fit. You're a fit guy though. I'm a run boy. <laughs> yeah. And I um. 
I used to love like getting in the gym and ripping a few weights mm. and was obviously when you're doing that, you're invested in the bodybuilding world and you're kind of following those people on social and two of the guys that I followed at the time who I think probably have a very similar ap- approach to you where there is great science and, you know, great thought behind it, but it's a whole, you know, there's a whole heap of fun brought into the element and the yeah. way they communicate it is Chris Bumstead and yeah. Callum Von Logger. Oh yeah, for sure. Like those sure. boys that have such similarities to the way that you communicate your fitness message. Yeah. But obviously you've been through a whole transition because it was very bodybuilding show and now it's this, what we call CrossFit. And before, and before that it was rugby league. Like, it was, yeah. so I've gone like from- So is that the beginning of your journey? Yeah, so I, I've been, I played league from, uh, well, your, fir- your first year is under sixes. Um, I played that when I was five and then I went up, played, went, went through kind of the system a little bit, like played Illawarra reps, played Harold Matz, went into SG ball, did my ACL when I was 18, mm. probably the worst time I could have done my ACL. Yeah. It's like, I did my ACL that, that the, on the Saturday, on the Sunday I turned 18. So like oh. I could drink, I could go out, like and but I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, you would have been filthy. So yeah, and it just like that was like where I like originated from. Went tried to go back to league, like back to my local club, and there was just a bad experience there with like a new coach that they brought in. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a run in first grade, which I was communicating like that. That's what I wanted. I was playing good footy and it just it turned me off it. I went to college for two years yeah. and I uh, played two years there. Everyone gave me a stick about like like going there for money and Jump stuff like that. Sure. And I was like, look, it's like you, you guys can talk shit because you are in the first grade team or you're getting a run or you're getting a shot. It's like, yeah, yeah you can say that all you want, but like I'm going for my own personal reasons. I went and played with my mate there actually played with Joshy Whitehead there. Yeah. Um, and like his old man was like coaching and stuff yeah. as well. So that was the first year I was there. And uh, I did two years there. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of like stopped playing footy and I was like, I'm going to do the bodybuilding thing now and uh, started training. And You're always like a pretty thick boy, but eh? Yeah, always was like, but in different ways. Like I remember when I was playing for Collies and I was like, I want to get like, a, make 110 kilos. And I got up to like 105 um, but I was eating like, I didn't even know like the calorie content of like fats and carbs and all that. So I was eating so much, so many carbs. I was just like so bloated. Like I wasn't eating enough protein. I just know like thinking back, like what yeah. I was eating. Um, I'd eat like <clears throat> six bits of toast with like a can of baked beans and like, it's just like, and then like these like muesli bar things that used to be like at Woolies and they're like, I don't know, they're like the size of a, like a, like an iPhone max and it would be like thick and had like chalk chips and stuff in it. And it was just this like big carb load thing, no protein at all. And I just remember I got to about 105 and I like couldn't do my shoes up. Like I was just like so bloated, like, and that was like the yeah. first experience of like kind of trying to bulk, you know, like just eating like whatever. But like I've always been a big guy, but like not compared comparatively. Like my dad is like a hundred and like eighteen kilos and like jacked, like not yeah. overweight, not overweight right. by any means. Like he's Don't so. Don't you know that? Like my old boys still got me covered. Yeah. Like, and you go. Fuck, yeah, my, my, yeah, my like you see like so many of like my mates like going through like 
footy and they get bigger than their old man. It's like, oh yeah, because they're training and stuff. And my dad is just like, like a brick shit out. So yeah. like, and I'm just like, so like, it's like always in his shadow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my, my old boy, we've got this thing going, it's a little family tradition that I don't even know how it started, but basically, you know, around Christmas time, I don't drink, but everyone's having a few beers and starting to get a little bit rowdy and yeah. talking about oh, how, you know, back in the day, this and that. But see, my old boy, my pop is still pretty fit. Yeah. And pop's had two knee replacements and a stroke, but yeah. he's still in, you know, decent nick for his age. And we've got this thing where like you pop the bonbons and the little measuring tape comes out. Yeah. So we go like arms, chest and back, yeah. calves, yeah. and just see who's still got everyone covered. My yeah. old boy fucking flogs us every year. Yeah. So, well, I, I like kind of like... My dad has like the record in at the uh, in at the Steelers for like a hundred ninety eight, hundred ninety nine kilo bench press or something like that. That's mental. And like even in my like even when I in my peak of my actual bulk before my bodybuilding comp, I did a one seventy for a single, and I, there's no way I was doing any heavier than that. And he's just like he threw it up. He's got that record, I think, still to this day or something. How old like is he now? 55. 55 now, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, we said our old boys are the same age. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting? Like, you said that there, 170 in your peak for bodybuilding. Obviously, now what you're doing is heaps more athletic. Yeah. Are you stronger now than you were then? Um, no, like, I, in terms of, like, I swear, like, I could... <laughs> I was benching then. My, my bench press has always been, like, so strong. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, your squat or, like, X and Y. Like, my, my legs are probably, like, ah. Oh, no, I'm thinking back now. I'm definitely not stronger. I'm more like athletically strong, as in like I have better mobility. Like my biggest lifts then were like a 170 bench, a 260 for two sumo deadlift. But I did sumo because I couldn't bend my back over, or I'd like my I'd be out of action for a couple of days just from lifting like yeah. that kind of weight. So I sumo deadlifted. And I think I did a triple at like 230 squat or something like yeah. that. But I was 110 kilos. Like I couldn't do anything. I was just like... What are you now? I'm about... Wait in this morning, I was like 99. Because you're thick, bro. Like yeah. I was... I knew you were going to be thick. But this is the <laughs> first time I've actually met. And you walked in here today and I was like, fuck, bro. Like you're, you're heavy set, man. Any... Any move too, you can move. Like yeah. I watch all your vids on social. Well, you see like, me try and move over that box in the twenty-one point two photo. Oh, then I was like demoralising, eh? So bad. Right, I'm my my body is so different, right? So like, I find I don't reckon I've ever been strong. I reckon I was stronger when I was like seventeen, mm. sixteen than I am now. It's like your newbie games. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. I just so reckon much... like I dislocated my my right hip probably two three times. Yeah, like late teens. Yeah. And I've always struggled with mobility. It's actually gotten better as I've started to run and been <laughs> a little bit more mindful of it. Have you also lost weight? Um, well, I was... No, because you would have gotten taller and like yeah, put on a bit of weight for, and stuff like for that. For a yeah. long time, I was like... See, I was, I was carrying a bit of that like chunk. You talk about bulking before. I was mm. probably similar where... It's funny because when you grow up with cystic fibrosis, everyone's mm. biggest fear is that you're going to like, have malnutrition. Mm. You're going to be malnourished. Yeah. And most people are like you're on very low percentile of the growth and height and weight scales. For me, like I never really struggled with that. Yeah. But I can eat, bro, because yeah. of being a kid. They're force feeding you to like make yeah, sure yeah. you don't have that issue. <clears throat> I know how to eat some food. So yeah. for a long time, I was like packing in calories, like in my late teens. That 
I was probably carrying a bit of like a bit of a dad bod, really, especially yeah. through real estate, bro. I had the yeah. biggest dad rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then coming into the running, I went from 88 to 76. Okay. And I'm now about 80, 79, yeah. 80. Yeah. Um, but I feel heaps, like heaps better than I did. Yeah. Far more athletic. <clears throat> like I could never run 2Ks before, let yeah. alone like what I do now. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm <clears throat> definitely not near as strong. Yeah. And I need to do a lot of work on my lower back core yeah. area, I think. Yeah. For some of those compound lifts. Well, one of those, um, one of the things that I, I actually heard the other day on a, it was like a Q and A, uh, by this guy called Clarence Kennedy that I follow. Yeah. He's insane, like weightlifter that I just follow. He just like lifts crazy weight, kind of like for fun, like. And he was like talking about how his strongest in the squat was when he was, say, around 100 kilos. But to be better at his snatch and clean and jerk, he had to drop back down to like 94. Yeah. Like, because it, it, it fully, like, as I said before, I, I was 105 and like could, like, I had to like hold my breath or like completely blow out to like go down and like tie my shoes properly. Mm. Uh, because you just don't have that mobility. So you're, uh, you're limited in that in that yeah. sense um now like even even now like <clears throat> i lack a little bit of range because i have put on that extra weight like with the all this stuff with like the gym and uh like what else happened mainly mainly just moving into the gym and like these new systems moving house i just moved into wollongong and i was planning to lose some weight for the crossfit open and i put on weight I just like I was just like look I'm I'm working like I need to be like going and like viewing these places doing computer work and I was like who who's going to diet in that time like I'm like it's not the time to diet That's you don't need anything else like messing with your head like yeah. by cutting calories and stuff like that so um, I ended up putting on weight and then I met the CrossFit Open. I, I like said, I was like at 95 kilos. I'm like I'm going to get down to 90. Mm. I got down to like 94. But I hadn't got myself to like a regular calorie target so i was dropping down from god knows what num what number as my maintenance and i wasn't losing weight and then i just gone not nah, stuff it there's too much on my head and then i just like i went back up weight so yeah yeah it's a it's a weird process isn't it dropping weight like for me last year was probably <clears throat> the first time in my life that i've really like because I, I find it if i'm consistent easy to drop weight mm. But I also find it really easy to put weight on. Yeah. Like, I'm not the sort of person who just sits around the same number all the time, bit yeah. of a floater. Yeah. And last year was the first time I've, like, effortlessly lost weight, which is, you know, when you're running 50, 60 Ks a week, like, yeah. that happens. Mm -hmm. But this year, it's been, like, a real battle with the scale, like, trying to stay below 80. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I just want to eat. Yeah, well, one of the things you just said, you said when you're being consistent that's like number one i was so inconsistent like i would get takeaway here then i wouldn't eat for a day and then i'll do that like mm. it was just like all over the place mm. and think about like if your body isn't getting enough nutrients right whatever weight you're at your body's kind of like okay if this is the energy you're going to give me this is what i'm going to work off of and then you'll like some days you just feel tired and stuff and it's just like that's because this is all the energy that my body's going to kind of give me like in, in layman's terms you know like it's just like that's to put it simply. Pull it adjust, um, right? Yeah. And then so what I'm doing currently is, and this is what so many people are scared of doing when they try and lose weight, is hitting higher calories for a consistent amount of time and then your body gets used to that, then it's easier to drop. So at the moment, I'm aiming to hit 3,000 calories a day and then when I go to 2,500, 
I'm in a 500 calorie deficit from mm. whatever I was. So if I can yeah. stay do it, hitting 3,000 for like four weeks and then I drop to, I don't know, 2,800, you will lose body fat from there. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just go, I don't know what I'm eating at the moment, but I'm going to start eating 1,800 calories. And then they feel so shit. And it's like, you wonder why. Like you're yeah. not eating anything and you were eating like you were going out for dinners and that's, that's perfectly fine. But... You, you, you had a like obscure like number of like what you thought was your that they put their um, BMI or whatever into a calculator on the internet and they go okay I'm supposed to be 2500 yeah. it's like yeah okay you're supposed to be 2500 but you don't do 10,000 steps a day you do 5,000 all the all these factors come into play like when you're trying to like work out what your maintenance calories are and then that's just like and people are scared to put on that extra two kilos before they lose the five. Because yeah, you put on two big. kilos at going up to 3,000 like myself, um, but you lose the five easier because yeah. you, know, you can drop down. Whereas you are going to lose a kilo eating 2,000 calories and starving yourself because you hadn't done the work to like yeah. do the other stuff first. But yeah. That's do you so, track? I used to track pretty uh, regularly in terms of like, I paid for my fitness power so I could see the protein I was hitting and stuff like that. But now <clears throat> I put it in maybe one day and then I'll be like, okay, what's that? And then I'm like, okay, I'll try and hit that. Like at the moment, I've just got like up and go energizers in the cupboard, the gym, uh, in the cupboard at the gym and then like some protein muesli bars. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try and hit about 150 grams of protein. That's like my main goal is to hit a protein because yeah. In CrossFit, you like destroy your body. You just need to like, you need to be able to repair it. Probably, and if yeah. you don't, you go into the gym just so sore all the time. I reckon like, that's why I survived last year's like run prep because mm. I was eating heaps yeah. and getting in for the, probably for the first time in my life, once again, actually, let me digress there. Before I'd focused on protein, mm. but probably too much. Like mm. back when I was younger trying to build muscle yeah you're growing out yeah full bro mode yeah and then for the first time in a couple of years i was like okay make sure i'm getting pro like good protein in every meal clean protein yeah and i wasn't taking any subs just yeah. like magnesium and i was sweet bro i felt like i recovered easy yeah i could do a 30k run yeah come home be completely fucked yeah throw my like recover boots on and mm. build a Chico's burger and yeah. fucking the next day I'm sweet. Well, have you seen that? Um, I don't know if you've read the book or you've heard of him, that Ross Edgley that oh. did the bra. Right. And have you, have you read his book? I haven't read his book. To it? I've, I've, I've listened to a lot of the, um, <clears throat> him do a lot of podcasts on certain parts of the book. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I'm like listening to his book at the moment and he like talks about how you just eat everything like to do that kind of like training you just eat yeah. everything and i think one of the things is like you, at, at some point you, you don't need to overthink it like unless you're doing a comp and stuff like that it's Intuitive, even you eh? know what even even when you're doing a comp like like you were saying about like how you eat and clean protein yeah. and i'm just like having like energize up and goes and like yeah. Um, I was just having, if I needed to, to get protein in, I'd take two scoops of protein, like in a shake with that mm. much water and like, bang, just like kind of like shot it. And I was like, just get it, just get it in. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's made to be such like a confusing topic when it's actually like so easy. Do you, you know? think that's because people are trying to make money off it? A hundred percent. They're like, they're like, oh, this is a protein. Like, oh yeah. Like buy this cookbook. It's like the cleanest, uh, like 
protein sources that you'll be able to find and all that kind of stuff. It's like every everyone everyone that's bringing out their own method of something is trying to make money. Like, okay, yeah, I'm trying, I, I'm doing like this cross building thing, which is a mix of like bodybuilding and stuff. Mm. It's what I'm doing, but I'm bringing it out as a topic um, that yeah, I'm trying to differentiate myself. Yeah. From, from some from other people yeah. and like I, I don't care about like admitting that like you're trying to be something else I, I also don't want to be the guy who like goes on and talks about rotating my wrist at the top to get a better like head on my bicep you know like it's yeah. just like I, I don't know like everyone everyone's like doing that and as long as like I guess, I guess as long as you're actually doing it and you're not yeah. bullshitting people then like sell whatever the hell you want you know yeah I agree bro yeah I agree I'm, you know what I'm really interested to see and hear from you here is you've obviously, we talk about this cross building. I'm going to dive into this a little bit more because mm. one of my, I guess one of the things that I wish I knew, like I was a young PT, I was like 17 when I was a PT mm. and felt like I was, I kind of, everything I'd done was like, I just had a lot of lady clients who just wanted to lose weight and, and we had some, you know, some people coming through getting great results and I never focused on any of the dietary stuff. It was just making sure they got in for a good workout and they got their professional advice for that sort of stuff because it definitely definitely wasn't my field of expertise. Yeah. But looking back, I wish I knew more about my training mm-hmm. as I trained as a young fellow. Like I reckon I spent <clears throat> too much time focusing on twisting the wrist for that better pump of the bicep or the better head of the bicep or, you know, doing this leg extension and turning my foot out so it hits the inside. I should have just been fucking squatting, deadlifting and benching really mm. like and getting the basics right. Yeah. And I feel like that's something now that in today's modern, modern era of training, we've got a better understanding of how important the compounds are, how important the athletic movements and the mobility of training is. Yeah. Talk to me about the benefits of doing that really functional strength-based work. And do you think it actually has sometimes like better growth potential than just getting in and bodybuilding per se? I would say uh, the reason, like what, where I came from, obviously I did the bodybuilding. This is how I like came to terms with it. I did my bodybuilding comp and I loved like what my physique looked like. I went from 110 kilos. I went down to 80. So I was 80 kilos when I went on mm. stage. Some could say that was a bit, it was a bit crazy, but I look back and I'm like, I looked fucking awesome. Like yeah. I, I loved how I looked. I probably looked a bit better at like 85 kilos mm. and I would love to like be able to get back to that. And it will be a goal eventually, I think, to get back down to kind of that, that 80 to 90 kilos and just look good, right? Yeah. Um, when I finished bodybuilding, I did my comp and it was one of those things where I was just like, fuck this. Like the day after I did it, I did it up at the Sydney Fitness Expo mm. because I didn't want people paying $110 a ticket to come into the RSL to come and watch me. So I went up and did it at the expo because it's like 20 bucks a ticket. Yeah. There's a massive like, there's a massive crowd there. Like you, you get to stay up in Sydney. And I, I did that there. And then after that, I was just like, it's over. I'm not going back into prepping mm. i'm like i'm done with it i went outside went to guzman y gomez got a burrito got a corona and i sat down there by myself and like full just like ate it like full tanned up and everything and i just like i'm just like fuck thank god that's over like i'm not because heaps of people are like oh okay now we, we get to have a cheat meal and then go back and then like look at our mm. diet again and like do a bit of a reverse diet and then diet back down i was like nah man that's not happening i was yeah. like i'm done i did what i said i was gonna do and one of the things when i was deciding 
if I was going to bodybuild or CrossFit before the bodybuilding comp, which was back in like 2017, uh, 2018 maybe, hmm, something around that. But uh, I said, I'm either going to do CrossFit or bodybuilding. And then I looked and I was like, bodybuilding has a means to an end. Like there, you, you do your comp and it can be over. Yeah. Whereas CrossFit, you kind of like, everyone's addicted to it. Like it's like you yeah. do it and you never stop. So you can compete, you keep competing, you eat a lot of food, you yeah. lift some heavy weight. So I was like, I'm going to do the bodybuilding. I did, I did the bog, did the cut. After that, I, it took me two weeks to get back to 93 kilos. I went from 80 on stage day to 93 kilos like two weeks later. I was eating so much food because everyone was also like, my clients are like, we'll take you out for dinner. So I'm going to Outback. And like I'd, the last week, I was eating 1,700 calories. I was eating 1,700 calories at dinner some nights, including my daily like food and stuff. Yeah. And I just went, boom, just like went straight back up to like 93 kilos. How did that feel? Oh man, like I, I didn't care. So many people talk about like, oh my God, my body's going back to like what it was and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I was pretty freakish like being shredded, but like I love food and stuff. Like I love, oh, I love hanging out with my, and I love hanging out with my mates. Like that was one of the things like, yeah, yeah, like you, you don't get to like hang out with people because everyone's out you can but i was like i'm just not even going to involve myself with being at the pub and like everyone eating schnitzels because like i'll i'll be tempted and i'll then i just said like um so i'll just like i was living by myself at the time so it's so easy to go home like no one's there and like the fridge only has your food in it and like it's so much easier there was one night i had a real bad headspace probably about eight weeks out and like one of my cousins came down from Cronulla we hung out and we just like like got pizza this is mid prep we like we like got pizza like had drinks went to uh Bulleye Heritage and watched this band I had this massive blowout like mid prep and it didn't do anything though like it's like I think I put like two kilos on for like a day because it was mainly like the sodium from like the pepperoni on like the pizza and that so I had that massive blowout and then um it was like it it didn't, yeah, it didn't really affect my mood because I was able to like go back to that and like mm. um, enjoy hanging out with people. Uh, it just, it wasn't that much of a, it wasn't that hard eh, to like yeah. do that. I reckon, see, that's the one thing that I reckon even if like, I was going to say I wouldn't go stand on a stage because I like my food too much, but there's two reasons I wouldn't stand on a stage. First, because I'm fucking look far too shit if I'm standing on a stage. But yeah. secondly, because I enjoy that. Like, I enjoy the fact that, like, I could just order a coffee then yeah. and not have to think about, like, oh, fuck, do I have to track this? Does it fit? Yeah. What I'm doing today, you know, go and have, like, a long run on Wednesdays and yeah. my joy is, like, long run and then Chico. It's like, <coughs> yeah, yeah. fuck, it's the best. Yeah. So, I'll, yeah, I did, I, I did that like pretty much regress like straight away and then after it i was kind of like okay so because i'll just go off on a tangent like that and i'll completely forget what i'm talking about by yeah, the way. No, <laughs> yeah like I'll, I'll, I'll do that and i'll be like wait where was i going but I, I just remembered then so i after that i was like okay i'm back to 93 kilos like 13 kilos yeah. off my weight that just took me like six months to get down to <laughs> and then i was like okay like what do i do now like I tried to go into like any time and like do some bodybuilding training. I was like, what's this for bro? Like, why am I, yeah. why am I leg pressing now? Like, why am I trying to push weight? And I kind of like, <sighs> took me a little bit like uh, of 
I wouldn't say soul searching, but it was kind of like, oh, what do I do now? And yeah. then I was like, oh, fuck, like, oh, like CrossFit. And I was like, at the time I was training down, I was training at a gym uh, in Wollongong and there was a CrossFit gym across the road. Yeah. And I was like, do I go there? And I go, oh, I was going to, I actually had to like cancel that membership because I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't like like the vibe there that much because of it was all bodybuilding. I was kind of like, I need to get away from that. And I was like, I didn't really want to go to this CrossFit gym across the road because it was across the road from it. And I was just like, oh, I want to stay out of there. So I look up there, I just look up CrossFit and then it came up with CrossFit Wollongong, which is in Ferry Meadow. Yeah. And so I've just gone in there, um, started training. I sucked at like Olympic lifting because I'm like so rigid. I was so rigid from like, mm. just like my... My forearms are so tight, so I couldn't do a front squat properly. I'd always cross my hands over the front to do front squats. Um, I couldn't get my hands above my head and do a squat, so I couldn't snatch really. Um, I could I could do like box jumps and stuff like that, like little mm. agility movements. Uh, but I and I and I just like kind of kept at it. I went every day, six days a week, while the gym was open. I went to class every day, no matter how sore I was, and I just got like obsessed with it. About three months in, the first CrossFit Open, so the CrossFit Open had just ended, it was like the 20.1 or CrossFit uh, Open 20 yeah. or whatever it was called. And I did that, went okay, went okay in it. And I've just kind of like, was going through that process and it got to a point then after a while of being completely like immersed in it, where I just said like, okay, my physique isn't really changing doing CrossFit because despite what people think and they see crossfitters and they're all so jacked, like those crossfitters that they see are doing so much other training other than the 15 minute wad at the gym. Like you do a 15 minute workout and it completely wrecks you, but mm. that, that's, not, that's not a crazy stimulus. 15 minutes of training can only burn so much body fat. It can only grow yeah. so much muscle. You need to still be stimuli, stimulating that muscle to get it to grow. So I was looking, I'm like, okay, I'm completely wrecked from these workouts i want to keep doing them because they're they 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 push you uh but i also like now now that i'm like kind of past the bodybuilding thing i also like the way you can build your physique through bodybuilding so the way i came up with cross building is i took the elements that i liked from crossfit so your olympic lifting like three days a week your cardio and then also some strict bodybuilding stuff. And there was like there was a couple of times where I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be the program. And I did it and I could like barely walk for like three days. Mm. And I was like, okay, I need to dial back the um the the intensity. I have to look at what the stimulus is and stuff like that. And I ended up just like looking at I, I was look trying to find ways to like program off other people. And I ended up just coming to this like realization. I'm like, the reason I can't find any similarities in anyone's programming. It's just like you said before, everyone's trying to sell something. So everyone's programming is different. So I'm like, why don't I just like look at my programming in the same way? Just like do programming that is a mix. Yeah, there's some structure in the terms of like uh, like a like a five, three, one squat and then like a three, two, one week and then a deload of like snatches and clean and jerk. But other than that, just like chuck like whatever you want in. I guess there's mm. some people who want to look like real scientific at it, just like in bodybuilding. But it's like some people train too hard in CrossFit, like, and they're they're, they're high level they're high level athletes. 
I would say like there's guys in my gym who train really hard and then it came around to the open and their bodies were just like broken like they, yeah. they they went into it and it wasn't even in the open that it happened it was weeks leading up to it because they hadn't kind of like tapered off and taken it a little bit easier like leading up and then it just like wrecked them and you feel so bad for them because it's like fuck like what do you like just chill out sometimes you know yeah. like oh it's funny isn't it I've, i think i've spoken about it on here before with someone um can't remember who it was but you know for us harvey no. He's George's St. Pierre's MMA coach. I have seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's done that Rogan interview and he spoke about like being in just a flow state where like yep. you train at like 70 to 80% all the time. Yeah. Pick up the intensity where you need to compete or you mm. need to push your body every now and then. Yep. But be in that constant state where you can be consistent because your volume overall ends up being greater. Yeah, and yeah. And it's kind of that theory, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because if you train at 100, you're going to be at 50 the next day. Mm. But like, it's better to just go 7 to 80, like, all the time, Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Like, so for you, like, how many days would you be lifting in the gym now? Look, I, I legit, like, lead, probably... I'm not going to say, like, I'm super consistent at the moment. Um, I've just gotten recently consistent in terms of getting back in there because I've got my own space now and I was in there I didn't have fractional plates I was like using that as an excuse not to do an ollie lift and then I was doing the open so that was the only workout that I was doing in the week so I was working out like twice a week just super intense Um, but before that I was like yeah five six days a week Um, at the moment this is probably the most simplified way of training that I've done at the moment it's just a compound movement so i i just put a timer on for 30 minutes every five minutes on the minute so it's six rounds i'll have yeah. a heavy compound movement so deadlift or a clean and jerk or a snatch or a front squat or something like that and a accessory movement so like the other day i did heavy back squats for five like just five heavy back squats at around 80 90 percent and then 10 pull-ups and then an ab exercise and you get that done in five minutes and then whatever's left in that five minutes is your rest yeah. so it gives you a structure because you, if you're, you're if you're in there like not timing yourself or anything and you're not that motivated you'll dawdle around yeah. so why not just have these three exercises as you so obviously i've got the bit the big movement which is the squat and then the pull up which is not as intense than the ab one which is less intense than that but then it's almost like and then it like fades into the rest and then it ramps back up again and so the this week all i'm doing is just those big compound movement accessory movement ab or cardio movement like rower or assault bike whatever's left of the five minutes is your rest and then you just do that for six rounds and that's that at at the moment that's my that's my like training this week and i want to like ride it and see like what it feels like hey I like that. Hey, like for me, I noticed last year I was, I was nervous getting in the gym because every time I touched a weight, I was like, don't fucking hurt yourself. Cause you're <laughs> yeah. going to somehow run 20 Ks tomorrow. And yeah. like, that's hard enough as it is. Yeah. But this year, as I know now that like I can do a half marathon without having to think about it, I just got to get hydrated that morning that I can just like not stress as much about the other stuff about maybe like tweaking myself a little bit or coming out a little bit sore yeah because i know i've got those big runs in the tank Mm. so i'm trying to work around my training a little bit to figure out what suits me but also getting a little bit stronger because i reckon in the running space Mm. nobody focuses on their strength movements enough yeah and it's why a lot of dudes get injured. Yeah. They go from lifting weights and being functionally strong yep. to then, oh, I'm going to be a runner. They don't touch any weights at all. Mm. And they wonder why their body's breaking down and why their joints feel weak. And Their body's so used to that stimulus and then they take it away and it's like, what the hell? And now you're like 
put in all this pressure like on your ankles knees hips yeah. like everything and i know like me trying to run like i barely make seven k's like and like but i can feel it like in my hips in my in my knees and stuff like that that's where i, that's where I mainly feel it and because i've rolled both my ankles pretty badly my calves just like blow up like wow. i get bad shin splints like when i'm doing it just like on the outside um but i'm getting better like I just had to realize as well, like seeing you boys like run like crazy paces and like, and then there's people who run crazy paces than you guys. And I see like you guys like running um, like, like decent, well, like five minute Ks, like consistently pretty much, like yeah. even quicker than that at some point. And I, I would have like Nike Run Club, like in my ear going, oh, that was a 5.30 K. And then I'd be like trying to pick it up instead of just like run, like instead of just going, yeah. If you're running at 5.40 or 5.50, at least you're not, like, wrecking your body because that's not what you're up to yet, you know? Right, that, that was me. I was blessed that I had some really good guidance through my prep. Like, Benny Seymour was such a good lad to have in my corner because mm. where I was, like, what pace do I need to be running these halfers? And, the, like, the first time you're hitting 20Kers and 15Kers, mm. he was like, fucking forget about pace yeah just run so you feel comfortable run so you don't break yourself just get time on the legs yeah and it was the best lesson he ever taught me because i then at the start of this year like post that marathon last year in december i ran two halves before the end of the year yeah after i should have taken more rest he told me to i didn't listen uh, yeah um because you're pumped you know you're yeah, a high yeah. And then I started at the start of the year and I was just running too many like sub five minute Ks for like 15 K like, and just being stupid. Yeah. And Hemi started to tighten right up, lower back was getting tight. Yeah. And I just wasn't giving my body enough rest, but also allowing it just to like have those runs where you're not always pushing the pace. Yeah. And I think that's why like program and, un and understanding your training is so important. Yeah. And I fell out of, con like we spoke about consistency where it was kind of like I was waking up. Oh yeah, I feel alright, I run today. Yeah. Oh, next day, yeah, I'll run again. Yeah. And then, oh, now today I won't. <clears throat> where what got me through last year was knowing Wednesday was long run, Friday was intervals, Sunday was moderate run. Yeah. And I had my certain caves I had to hit for the week, made sure I allocated it to those three workouts. Then I was in the gym three days and like I knew. Yeah. Where well, your body gets used to that. Yeah, well, that's a, the, bro, the same as like, as I was starting just before I got into and started like writing up like the cross building side of things, I was for sure um, hitting too many 1RMs, like trying to yeah. always go for heavy singles. It wasn't a 1RM, but like I was trying to hit a clean and jerk single, like heavy, like actually I was trying to push for a one RM. So I was hitting like four, three, two, one or whatever mm. um, in my programming. Um, but I was trying to go for a clean and jerk one RM and a snatch in the same program rather than like, I was just, I was just like getting carried away with it. Like yeah. I, I could have, I could have done a snatch focused um, program and then a clean and jerk focused program. And I probably wouldn't have died so hard and then I had to take so much time off to let my body recover. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's the same thing. Like you were saying, you jumped into those half marathons and then I was trying to clean and jerk 130, 140 kilos mm. every week as well as work up to 110 kilo snatch. And it's just like, <laughs> like your body isn't gonna like, I, I'm most of the time I'm like sitting down at a computer like doing work or at home or something and then i'm going into the gym and doing this my body 
like despite like what it like how I how I look, I look fit. My body is not conditioned to be trying to yeah. push that volume all the time. Nor had I worked up to it. I just jumped in. And I was like trying to hit all these big numbers. And it's just like it's it's the same thing. Like I just was not. I was I wasn't strategic about it at all. Something to be said for intensity, right? And yeah. like it's funny. My my brother-in-law Cal and I actually he's bought some dumbbells off you. I think. Mm-hmm. He Probably. Said, he said to me the other week. He goes, "Oh, send the dude you have it on your podcast." He goes. Do you sell a bit of gym equipment? I'm like, yeah, probably because he's moving spaces and doing. No, stuff. no, I, I did, I, I did uh, equipment importing during COVID. Oh, dead yeah, 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 yeah. Got, a, got, man, a, got a wholesale, uh, got a wholesaler over overseas, and yeah, like got like, the first order was like, thirteen grand, um, that came in, and then I did another like ten grand one, and then I did another one more recently, uh, that was. It was like assault bikes and stuff like that, and that like that was the biggest pain in the ass. But yeah, I did like that. Yeah, there you COVID. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Cal bought some gear off you, but we were talking about like the theory of having like when you're not say when you're not an athlete, right? When you're mm. just someone who's getting in training but trying to train competitively yourself and push yourself, mm. you don't understand that like when you look at a rugby league player, they have an off season, they have a pre season, they have an in season. Mm. When you look at a bodybuilder, they have off season, they have their building phase into their comp and then they have their off season again why don't we do that as general everyday human beings and that's probably the one thing i learned right is like for me i had everything built up to my marathon in december yeah then i was like oh i've done a marathon now so half will be easy and it feels easy and mentally it's easy yeah but if you're pushing yourself you still feel like you're in season you need a break So I'm almost now, like I'm having like little, I've decided to have like little mini seasons throughout the year. Yeah. So now I'm working up to, I'm doing like a little five week block to work up to a 25K up. Yeah. Because I just want to feel really good over that 25Ks on the 10th of April. Strip it back for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Build back up. Mm. Strip it back, build back up. And probably that third build back up will be for my marathon in October. Yeah. Hopefully feel really good and preserve the body year round. Yeah. But I think it's like it's an interesting theory, isn't it, to have seasons? Yeah, it's training. um, I. Yeah, everyone, uh, unless you have like that. That end goal in mind, I guess, like a bodybuilding comp or a lifting meet or something in weightlifting, uh, you just th- there's no there's no time schedule for you, so you just try and like push everything so hard. Whereas, like, just like I said, with. At the moment, and I've I've pretty much said to like all my clients now that my gym won't run eight week challenges ever again. I'm not like I'm not encouraging people to lose as much weight as they can in eight weeks. I want everyone to have a healthy relationship with food. Just come in and train your ass off. Like do do like have have a healthy relationship with your training. Um, if you want to have a nutrition consultation with me, it will be separate, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want nutrition to be like the be all and the end all. Come in, train hard. I've got the equipment now. Like, I've got the gym space. You can get a lot out of just training hard. Yeah. Uh, just come in, do that. Um, there's, there's too much of this, like, six-week challenge, eight-week, four-week, uh, like, booty building, fat loss, like, challenges. Like, it's, it's not, like... You're gonna you're gonna drop weight dramatically, and then so many people talk about putting weight on just as fast after it. It's like that's also not the coach's fault. That's your fault for like not looking at what you're supposed to do after it, which is like a reverse diet. Like it's mm. um, it, it's just like yeah. That, I'm that's... remembering now that we had a conversation over IG about our um 
the plan we're gonna do together. What was it like? The, what was that? <laughs> what was that even? I gotta, um, I gotta find the messages. We we're talking about. Um, we we're talking about that. Like how everyone's on fucking like melatonin for tanning and shit. Oh. Because what was my... Because something happened. I've got to find it now, bro, because we had a laugh. Because it was my story, and you like... I talk so much shit on Instagram. So I was going to say, like, before, when you're introducing me, and you're like, oh, if you're from Wollongong, you might know him. I was like, love him or hate him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, fuck, I can't remember, Wasn't it just like, oh, like, you get free, like, like, trend and, like, melatonin, like, or some shit like that. It was like... For signing up, oh. isn't it? Isn't it mental though? How now everyone's looking for that quick way out? Hey, it's not, it doesn't exist. It do, it does, but it doesn't last. Long. It would to an extent, like me trying to lift, uh, say my the heavy clean and jerk and snatch. Right, I I could I could rush up to that because I haven't really done clean and jerk and snatch. If I just work on my mobility and try and hit some heavy weight, mm-hmm. I might hit like five kilos more. But if I took a few weeks, I might have hit 10 kilos more, you know? Yeah. Um, the weight loss thing, people lose weight dramatically. They go back just as quick because they're like impatient with it and stuff like that. So it, the, everyone does want that quick fix because they feel like there's a time on them being able to do it. Like, yeah. and there really, there really isn't. Like the whole journey, you've got like, your whole life to do it. You don't need to get it done in eight weeks. Like Sustainable habits, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you can consistently, I don't know, just like consistently eat sem- semi-well, consistently train 80% of the time. Like, and as yeah. I said, don't train at 100% 80% of the time. Yeah. Train at 70 to 80% 80% of the time. Like, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be insane. If that's not your... If you're someone that works in admin in an office and goes out with the girls on the weekend or goes out with the guys on the weekend or like why why are you trying to get to eight percent seven percent body fat like Mm. in in no time at all you you might be able to get to ten percent which you will look really good and you'll be happy with it in not eight weeks look at it for like a year like you'll eventually get there and a year out of your life is nothing I, i like only recently have i like looked back at like the last three years and realized how much got done in like that time and like all the differences I made. Like in the last three years, I've lived with like, I've lived by myself. Um, I've lived by myself like two or three times. I lived out of my van for 10 weeks. I lived with my mate and now like I'm living with my partner in Wollongong. Like I, I've That's done so game. much. Like It's a journey, eh? Yeah, yeah. It makes it exciting though. Yeah. It makes it exciting. Yeah. Talk to me about the, the gym. The gym. Set up. What inspired you to go, hey, I'm going to set up my own space? We spoke about it before, so I don't know if you, if you follow this guy on social, you'd see the setup is evolving now and, and getting there, and it's pretty much done, isn't it? It is. It's um. There's there's like, the only things that need to come are the ski ergs, and then like upstairs, once the DA gets pro- properly uh, approved, I'll do like proper, proper like wall upstairs for the office space and like stuff like yeah. that. Um, I, I think when I first started, so I'm an electrician by trade oh, and I kind of like went to my parents one day uh, and was like, I want to be a PT. And I was like, <laughs> I was like a third year, like start of third year. And they're like, oh, you're not leaving like electrical, like you need to finish it. Just like any other parent would say to their, mm. to their kid, like, 
just stay in it. Come on, stick it out, do it. And I knew, I was like, I'm not going to do this. If I'm going to be a PT, like that's what I want to do. Like I knew that when I did electrical, it was kind of one of those things that like it was offered to me. So I took it and that was just the way it was going to go for a little bit. And I always, uh, when I was a sparky, I always talked to this guy and it's funny, like I'm wearing his shirt right now, Denon Kemp for like blowing the bar. So he, he was, he was a sparky with me. And he was, yeah, yeah. So he came Dead from set. like playing footy to like came back and he was a second year adult apprentice and I was a third year. And we'd like Down always joke. Gong. Yeah, bro. Because I know he was here for a minute. Yeah, he lived in the gong, bro. So he started yeah. when we when we went and lived out in Goulburn for yeah. work, he started the podcast out of the hotel room. Everyone was like, he's a fucking weirdo. Like he lived by himself. Everyone else roomed up. Everyone else like roomed up and like yeah. with other guys. And he just got this hotel, was paying like, I, I swear like at the time it was like a fortune, like more than everyone else. And he just like started doing his thing yeah. in there. And like, I remember he came home and he interviewed like Anthony Mundine this one time. That was the first time it went viral because Anthony Mundine was like, I'm like Jonathan Thurston, but turbo or something like that. Yeah. And that was like the first time, that was like the first time it like went like so crazy. And we'd always be down, uh, just like joking around and like being like, bro, there's something better than this, you know? Like we'd always just like be yeah. talking that kind of shit. And um, I, I eventually was like, did that in when um, we ended up getting moved back to Wollongong. We worked together for a bit. He, I remember the day that he came to work and he was like, I'm done. He's like, I'm not coming back. Like I, I think I was a fourth year or the third year or something like that. And he was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I'm going to do the podcast thing. And I was like, this is fucking insane. I was like, this is crazy. And he, I'm like, yeah, like, good luck, bro. Like, insane that like, and I was like, oh my God. Like, I was the one talking about him with that stuff. And I haven't done anything like that. And I ended up like one time, like I got, had like a run in with like a boss at work who was like just treating everyone like shit. And I ended up going into the office. I was like, who do you think you're speaking to, man? Like, I was, I was an apprentice. Like, that was so out of line. I was like, he came and he like told me, he said, he told my employer that i need a good kick up the ass um because i wasn't getting to work like 10 minutes early and i was like if he wants me to get to work 10 minutes early like why doesn't he just tell me instead of like telling my kind of like employer so we got like put out like we got the employer then we got put out to these companies and so i got i got told by my like my leading hand that this conversation happened and I was like, fuck this, man. And they were like, oh, don't go back, don't go back, don't say anything. And this was around the time that I was like, I'm not fucking doing this stuff anyway. Like, I'm, I, I want to be, I'm not going to be a sparky when I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't care what they send me. Went back, went into this office. And I just go, I, I just go, where's person X? And, the, and then he like walked in. I was just like, who the, who the fuck do you think you're calling a dog, man? Because he's like, he needs to be, get a, oh no, he goes, I need, he needs a good kick up the ass. I go, I'm not a fucking dog, man. I don't need a good kick up the ass. I go, I need to be put on something where I'm learning something. Cause I was like a gym guy, footy guy. So they always yeah. put me on cable, like cable pulling. And yeah. it was just a, it was just a laborious work. I knew nothing, man. Yeah. I was a third year and I knew nothing about electrical. And I just go, how about you do something for me? Like to learn in my apprenticeship rather than just having me pull cable. It's mm. like, I don't need a good kick out the ass. I go, if you want me to get to work 10 minutes earlier, I will, but how about you tell me? And he like, at the time, he was like, oh, okay, like I'll put you in here, put you in there, whatever. Two weeks I got put into the um, yeah. into the switch room and then I got sent back to the employer. So I pretty much like got the sack from that company, just like low key, like just told me one thing and then like sent me back. Yeah. I went um, into Sydney to work and then one day I was driving home from work 
and hadn't told my parents or anything and just went to Australian Institute of Fitness and signed up for correspond in correspondence. So I was doing my electrical trade and doing my certs at the same time yeah. without like my parents knowing. Yeah. And then, so I was doing that and every now and then I'd put, put in for a sickie and like tell my parents I was going to work. And then I'd go up to these days that you had to do up at the campus in like North Sydney. Yeah. So I'd go up there, do that in correspondence. And at the end of it, I remember um, we're working up at like St. George Hospital and they came around and everyone's getting the envelopes before Christmas and I'd just finished my Cert 3. And I was like, I'm starting my business straight from this. I'm going to do outdoor training straight away. Um, and I remember being up at the Australian Institute of Fitness and they were like, oh, you need to get a job somewhere. I'm like, do I have to get a job somewhere or can I just like get my Cert 3 and get like a council space? And they were like, oh, I guess you can do that, yeah. So the last day of work, everyone's getting these envelopes from like St. George and they're like, oh, people are going to Botany, like Port Botany, people are going out into Western Sydney and they gave me one. It was like out into Western Sydney. It was like two and a half hours away and I got it and I like opened it up and I was like, oh man, I don't need this anyway. And he just goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, I'm finished my trade. And he said... He goes, yeah, but you need a job. And he kind of like laughs. And I go, yeah, but like, I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. starting my own business. And then they're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, like, good luck with that. And like walked off. And from that day, that was like Christmas. And then the next year, I like started my PT business. Like just like by myself, like I only had my Cert 3. So I was doing some outdoor stuff. I was still living at home at the time. So everything was pretty safe. I didn't really have that many clients. Um, and I, like from that day, like from when I first started, I was like, I want my own gym. But as I found out more recently, you needed to have your ABN active for a certain amount of years before you could do a lease and all that kind of stuff. So there was all this yeah. stuff that, um, came into play only more recently that I was like, Oh, my business was better a few years ago, but I couldn't have done it anyway. Cause I was only two years into business or whatever. Yeah. And so I went through just a process of like outdoor training for a bit, then went into another gym and paid rent. And then another gym offered me some better rent. So I went there, had a fallout with them like more recently, like around well, around COVID time. And then I went outdoors yep. and just being outdoors, outdoors is cool, man. But like you get exposed to the world out there, you know, like there's like after, after public holidays, like how much rubbish you see like around. So that's your area, the smash bottles there. There's like, God knows what, like being left on the grass from people like mm. drinking and like, like, just, like your clients are just exposed to everything, including like that and then the weather, like, yeah. and it could, could be raining for a week and stuff like that. And so I just like went, okay, it's time to like get my space now. Like I yeah. would have loved to have do it, done it earlier, but I was offered like the cheaper rent and like all that kind of stuff in other gyms. So I was just like, I'll just keep doing that. And then it just got to a point where I was outdoors. And I was like, no, I want to offer my clients a place to go, not exposed to other people's clients. So paying rent in a gym um, and a place where they just have like all the equipment they need, you know? That's great. And I, yeah, like it was, it was a bit of a rough process being able to get it with some unreliable real estates, but uh, ended up getting like, yeah, just a, yeah. A, a, a good run and like, or not a good run, but got it done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Shout out to... Um my brother, Michael Farina, for hooking this man up with his face. Good things to say. Very, um, very good. 
I gave him a good review though because he's like sent me the email for like the review and I just yeah. like gave him this like massive rap and, I, and I'm just like that other real estate is getting like the same paragraph but like the opposite yeah. like I just can't wait I just like I'm like when I get like revved up probably have like another one of these and I'll just like Being let loose on that <laughs> well you told me we, we spoke about like your previous career um, mm. as an electrician to me it sounds like you're not a good employee like I'm, I'm quite similar I don't I find it hard to like conform to the rules of like being an employee yeah for me it's tricky yeah I'm such a sporadic dude with so many ideas yeah it's really hard to just go by the rule book yeah well Is i am um, similar for you i i would probably be considered like i, I hang that up oh, sorry about that um i uh would be considered i think by most employees lazy Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause like I would have so much other stuff on my mind that I would like not want to do their work. I hate the feeling of Gary someone v else. Says that. Do you follow Gary V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, he was one of the main guys that like back right. in like 2015. I was like watching. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Right. Like, I he's so good, eh? Yeah. The thing I love about him is he says no one's lazy. You're just doing something you don't want to fucking do. Yeah, yeah. And it, like it makes so much sense because when you have something you love. Yeah. Or you're interested in something like 2021 you can make money doing anything yeah and you know it takes time because i say that but you know I'm, I'm hustling through some financial shit at the moment to keep this running but when you find your ways and you work hard you'll make money doing anything you like in the modern era yeah but you know you take a kid who you drag him to a building site yeah. he doesn't want to fucking pick up a shovel and do shit yeah and then people go oh well, you go home and play playstation for six hours yeah well fuck that takes some concentration too <laughs> Boy, maybe that's just that kid's fun. thing right yeah, yeah so like for me people go how do you sit behind a mic for hours and talk and edit stuff up because i love it yeah yeah like, so i don't want to be lazy when i'm in here when i'm in the studio but yeah. man if you put me like in a in a general job or if you put me out on a building site, I'm probably not going to be your best worker. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it ain't my thing. Yeah. But I find that like, for me, I see I struggled in real estate because I done, I done relatively well in my profession. Mm. But, you know, like shout, shout out to my old bosses, man, at MMJ, because <laughs> fuck, like they're legends, eh? And we're, we're still got a really good relationship. Yeah. But fuck, they must have been the head against the wall sometimes because <laughs> I'm so sporadic. Like, I'd, I would wear this sort of stuff to work to sell houses and yeah. like, bit outspoken and the boys used to pull me up every now and then for swearing in property videos and stuff but right. I'm, I'm that bad to swear. I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit of a unique unit like oh, yeah. that. but for me it's just like it was just all signs that I just needed to be doing my own thing wait so when were you when were you swearing in videos just like I'd be putting videos out there like talking about the property how the property market is fucking going off and yeah. like and the boys are like you can't do that but I'm like <laughs> but my theory is like these are everyday people, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you've so got to, and, and the reality is, for me, when I look at the modern world, right, so they say, you can't be selling, like, say, say you've got Tom and Susie, right, and they're buying a house, mm. and they're in their 60s. Mm. Well, they're like, oh, you know, like, you can't let them hear you swearing, because they're in their 60s. But I'm like, Tom and Susie are Aussie battlers. Yeah. They probably tell each other to fuck off at home. Yeah. And they root and they shit and they do all the same things yeah. that we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why am I pretending to be posh? I'm yeah. Not. Well, that's one of the... I think that's one of the things as well, like, when, like with my clients at the moment, right? So I've got this, like, group of clients that come to my, like, 5.30 to 6.30 and they're all, they've all got kids. And it's the first time that I was, like... I, I've been, like, 
the we we never grow up. Like I'm making the same like pretty fucked up jokes to like some of my clients and they're like they're like laughing they'll get in on it they like and, and then they'll talk they'll talk about just, just like talk about what they're really thinking about when they tell their kids to do x and y and stuff like that and yeah. it's just like it's just like that is like still the jokes i would make a hundred percent but they just have kids it's like they just have kids and they need to 100%. act them a certain way and like it's uh it, it's such a weird dynamic to like see that and then yeah, it's like... Uh, well, the thing I love now is I look back, like, I've got a couple of mates who have commented on it, like, we'll go for a walk in the morning or a run, and mm. I'll bump into old clients that I had in real estate, mm. and we're like mates, yeah. like me and my old clients, and they go, how are you st- so close, but still so connected to the people that you just sold houses to or sold houses for? And I'm like, because I was 100% myself. Mm. So they chose me because they liked who I was as a person. Yeah. Not because I was giving them some facade of who I was as a real estate agent Monday to Saturday and I'm a different human when I go home or on a Sunday. Mm. Like they got 100% authentic Brad. Yeah. And that's why we're still so well connected because they follow what I do now and my mates on social media and they're like, that's the same dude. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like, I think it's so important to, especially in life, just find what you love and find what your thing is and just execute on it. And you're doing that. I I think that was one of the hard things as well. Like, I, I I won't say as many people like I, I probably have a lot of people who think I'm like the most annoying fuck like ever like because I'm just like I, I'm so not serious like yeah. um I take the piss out of a lot of people but like everything's a joke don't ever like unless if if I'm making a joke about you yeah uh it's because I like you like it's like I'm not uh, the people that the people that I don't like I'm I don't talk about I don't, yeah. I'm not gonna make a joke about you I'm not gonna put you in the limelight I'm not gonna like do anything like that. Um, one one of the like more, mo- one of the most recent things I made a I made a joke the other week about uh, someone's gym and like a cafe in it right and I said that I was gonna make like a cafe upstairs in my gym and call it Cole Cafe and I was gonna name the gym close to what they called theirs but like the guy who has the gym he is like murdering like he's doing so well that I'm just like when he because he messaged me and he was like he was filthy and I messaged back and I go bro you can't be taking these kind of things into consideration when you have a gym that's like four times the size of mine like size wise and killing it like you're killing it like don't worry about what I'm saying I'm just making a joke I get a couple of laughs out of it but I don't like no no one cares like you're you're like you're you're killing it and um it's um that that's why I I am outspoken in that way because I kind of just like I'll, I'll just say things I like make jokes about them like whatever I'm pretty I'm pretty sarcastic mm. and I think that was one of the hardest things as well like going back to like my bodybuilding you try and make everything seem like it's so serious like oh my god man I went five calories over and like yeah I just like feel like I really like let the team down like and you're constantly doing that and I look back at some of my things and like because I did a whole YouTube series on my YouTube channel from like I think it was like maybe two months out every day I filmed and edited it and uploaded at night for my whole comp so if you look if you look it's like it starts off with like summer shred or whatever it was called at the start and then it just goes through and I did it right up to like day one out show day and I'm like filming everything my workouts and so I'll just go home edit and upload so if you go there's videos that are 45 minutes long videos that are 20 minutes long and it's like my whole prep so if you ever wanted to like know how to prep it's pretty much that like if you watch that yeah, that's 
I don't think people realise either how much time that takes to like sit in, edit, render a vid, yeah. upload it. Like it's it takes time. One, one of the one of the things I did, like I was looking back at this one, and obviously the editing got a little bit shitter at the end because I was like just like so fatigued and like yeah. just like kind of like uploading it, chopping it, putting it on. Um, some of them was like full these transitions where I'd like hit the camera and then come out and it was like at this other place and then I'd like go into my food and then like bring it out and I was like at the gym like there was some crazy edits on there and I was like I don't even edit like that anymore now yeah. like because I just like don't sit down and give it that much time um, I still do some edits uh, some um, YouTube videos like how to hit your macros there was one more recently about um, when me and Georgie like moved into our place and it was a bit on like the renovations and stuff like that and I'm probably going to do one about like my TikTok that like went crazy like the other week Fuck, and stuff that like that funny, yeah. and um, so like I, I do like random ones like that but like nothing as crazy as the bodybuilding one and yeah I like that was probably one of the things when I was doing the bodybuilding I felt like it wasn't me because I was like watching other people's and I, my humour was there in like little parts but yeah. i was trying to be too serious and bodybuilding comp isn't that crazy like it's not yeah. it's not it's not that demoralizing when your body goes back to normal like it's not it's like you can you can you can diet down slowly you can still eat some shitty food and it's okay like yeah. you don't need to be like eating chicken and broccoli all the time like i i made some pretty like awesome foods and stuff like that when I was there and I had them all through comp. Um, I got a bit over kangaroo sausages by the end of it, but yeah. like that was one of the things I was having. Boy, I had some fucking kangaroo for the first time last week. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, bro. I was eating, I, I, ate it. It. I ate it for like 10 weeks straight. How like, good is yeah, it? It's so nah. salty too. I like salty, yeah. like a bit of salty. Well, milk. I used to just, um, if you, uh, I would like get like, like four bits of bread and cook four kangaroo sausages in like a little bit of butter and it would taste like an, a normal sausage and i'd just like have like sausage sandwiches and then that would be like 50 grams of protein with carbs so and with fats because of the butter like it's just like hitting the macros. <laughs> kangaroo bangers yeah. eh? yeah but um yeah that was one of the things bro like that was one of the things that turned me off bodybuilding because i was like after i was done i was like there's no way i can keep this up like yeah. trying trying to act like this is all so serious and oh there's, there's like deeper meanings to like oh this like why i'm doing this and stuff like that because I, I i recently listened to a podcast and there was like a conversation on it about there needs to be a <sighs> deeper reason for like why you do a bodybuilding comp and i was like i'm not listening to it i'm like bro like what are that because i was talking about like oh yeah there's like uh you, you think you're gonna like get heaps good on social and all that and like, I know the people that did it and they didn't really do anything. Like, I, I got a pretty good following. I was doing my comp prep with Riley, yeah, Riley Byrne, who like has a really big following on like Riley's, YouTube. Riley used to live here, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, lives in Byron, Byron now. Byron, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we did our prep together. Um, he did the comp as well, but in a different division. And he made his YouTube videos. I made my YouTube videos. We took photos for each other and all that kind of stuff. And like my following built up a few thousand. Like mm. my YouTube um, went up. Like my YouTube wasn't, hasn't got that many. I got like 133 subscribers or something like that. But it's pretty crazy. Put 133 people in a room and that's how many people are watching your videos, which is like, it's, it's pretty cool. Mentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you think of that. Um, and it was just like, I was like, there was no deeper meaning. I was always like, oh yeah, I'll do this. And people will think that they, like people will become my client because they want to get shredded. 
And yeah, I was like, there's no, it doesn't have to be like, what deeper meaning does it have to be to like wanting to get shredded for a show and do that? And I like the thing that I get out of this and like, you can see where your energy channels is just towards being yourself. Yeah. Like, and just do it for your own fucking reasons. Yeah. Like, cause I want to, or cause yeah, there's de- definitely, it doesn't have to be I a deeper challenge meaning to myself it. or yeah. cause I want to look a little bit better. Like, yeah, it's, it can be so simple. And the one thing that I find in today's society is everyone's so obsessed with their phone mm. and social yeah. that there's a lot of characters that just look exactly the same. Like if you go yeah. to the explore page on Instagram, mm. hit fitness, it's just really a bunch of photos that if you crop their head off, it's the same fucking human beings. Yeah, They're all, yeah. all copying each other or doing their own thing. That's yeah. why I love it. Like when I go to your profile, I can see a video of you vacuuming your mullet <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. a start off for the weekend. <laughs> and... Then like a video of you actually running through a technique for a lift. Yeah, and yeah. It's just purely authentically you. And one of the things that I learned last year was just to be really confident with who I am and mm. just be able to express that. Like yeah. for me, my goal is to be world-class storyteller. Yeah. Right? So I want to be able to share my story, hope that it positively impacts people, share the stories of others to do the same. But why does that mean that I can't sit behind a mic and have banter either? Yeah. Like, just because I'm trying to be an inspirational character, it doesn't mean yeah. I can't be funny. As, as soon as, if your personality comes out in any way and you lose followers from that, who gives a fuck? A hundred percent. And I, I used to, I used to always like, I, w- I would have apps that like said, oh, who unfollows you and all this kind of shit. And that was just like such an obsessive thing. Like it took me a while to get over like some of my like insecurities. Like I would be like, Oh, because like when I was younger, I was like as tall as I am now in like year six or year seven, right? Mm. So like everyone got taller. Like I was like, oh, I used to be like the big footy player and all that kind of stuff. And now it's just like, oh no, I'm me. I'm me and who gives a shit? And like Mm. it, it, in like the bodybuilding, like it's like, oh, I'm not as shredded anymore. I need to be more shredded, like whatever. I like being shredded or big or strong for me now though. It's not like, oh, who, who unfollowed me because I uploaded that photo of me like lifting weights and stuff like that and it's like i used to be so obsessed with that and now it's kind of like oh if someone unfollows me it's like why do i even like why do i even care because like if i made a joke about like big things coming and spelled it with a u m i n g uh like and they don't find that funny then they're not going to get much of my other humor funny who cares i know (laughs) that's for me i noticed last year like so i i had this almost like this realization where when I left my job, man, there was so like, I, everyone that I worked with was super supportive. Yeah. Um, my family amazingly and all my mates amazingly supportive. And I've had so many fucking great people jump on board this podcast and listen and share it and give it great reviews, which Mm. I'm really appreciative for, but I had plenty of people, especially in the real estate space. Mate, what are you doing? You're going to make a hundred plus grand this year. Like, don't be silly, don't leave, you're doing good at this. Like, mm. what are you gonna, like, how are you gonna make money out of a podcast? And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm. I'll figure it out. This is what I wanna do, this is what I'm passionate about. And it's what I feel like I've got some purpose to do in my life. Yeah. And you just gotta block it out. Like, when I dye my hair leopard print, there are probably heaps of people that just thought, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I sat there and I watched the last. What do you think when those people saw me cut my hair into had long hair and then cut right, it into that bro that's it and it's just like there was i watched last dance and i watched dennis rodman yeah yeah. right and the whole doc is about mj but i was fascinated by this dude who 100%. just did not give a single fuck about what anyone thought yeah and it's funny i was watching it back the other day and he was saying that madonna kind of inspired him to do 
that sort of stuff where yeah. she was like, it's up to you how the world sees you. Yeah. And whatever they see, doesn't matter. As long as you're being yourself, yeah. it is what it is. And I've done that and then my hair was blonde and everyone was like, oh, that's disgusting. And then people go, oh, you know, don't like your tattoos. I don't care. Yeah. Right. And you know what? If you're that good, it doesn't matter anyway because that's what that was one of the crazy things with him. He did whatever he wanted and he never got kicked out of the team. If you're shit and you yeah. do that, then you're going to get kicked out of the team. Unfortunately, you're yeah. going to be yourself and you're not going to get 100%. very far. But he was so good that he was able to do all that stuff and like go out on a bender and whatever and then come back and play and they'd be like, fucking Dennis, like what the hell? Like where have you been? And then he'd come yeah. back, he'd play a mad game. And it was like, okay, like he can do that. Like he can, he, can. he, he probably shouldn't, but like yeah. he can do that. And um, that's one of the things I inspire, like that's one of, one of the things I inspire to do. Not to like so much, oh, oh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them that like I, I, can, I can still like, be like, uh, like, be good and like all those people that doubted me. I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Like yeah. I used to think about that. I used to think about like the bosses that sacked me or whatever, and just be like, I'll show them. Like wait until they like see me, and then they'll see it, like yeah. whatever. And now it's just kind of like more of a joke way. Like oh, I can't believe like that that video went viral and like i'm just like oh my god there's probably gonna be so many people that like hate that that happened right. and shit like and i'm just like laughing about it it's like, funny you know. right because i had a there's there's two things that i relate back to that i was telling you the other day like daily mail uk done yeah, an yeah. article on that i had an article on me daily yeah. mail uk a couple of years ago where yeah. we just saw these really weird like we had a mmj had like a link with Wollongong council yeah and every year we'd sell off, like auction off these little weird lots of land. They're called like unpaid rates land. Yeah. Where they maybe, maybe a surveyor has just missed like a little triangle of land in between two houses. <laughs> yeah. And it can be something like literally, there were some that were like three square meters. Yeah, so yeah. like tiny, like yeah. tiny. Yeah. And you've got to put them online. You've got to auction them because it's technically no one's land. It's in between two houses. What they're hoping is that one of the neighbours will buy it. Yeah, so yeah. it just adjoins to their lot. Yeah. But sometimes because they're cheap ads, you get all of these inquiries. So this one time my bosses had gone away and it was up to me to sell them. And they're kind of like <laughs> pissy little blocks to sell, but it's just part of the game. Like you get some great stuff off council, you get some of those to sell too. Mm. And one of them was like 10 grand for like land in Thoreau. You yeah. couldn't even access it because it was stuck between all these properties. <laughs> But it was like, uh, yeah, it was yeah. literally like 10 square meters. So it was yeah, the size yeah. of someone's bedroom, but really long and skinny. Yeah. And I was getting inquiries galore. Like my phone never stopped ringing. Because when someone sees 10 grand for land in Thrall, they don't look at how big it is. They just think, oh, I'm going to put my dream house on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, some people, I had some dude call me. He goes, hey, can I put a house on it? I'm like, bro, it's 10 square meters. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, so like just single level. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, like, bro, it's, it's smaller than a bedroom. You couldn't fit your kid in there, bro. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, fit yeah. your kid's cotton there. Mm. But I had this lady call me from Daily Mail. And yeah. she was like, oh, we're really intrigued, you know, about this story and what's going on here. And I kind of just told her the information. And then the next day we had, it was the Amazing Race Wollongong. Yeah, I've yeah. been running around town for like six hours. Yeah. So I finished. I've got like five, six missed calls from my mum. <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, fuck, something must be wrong. So I call mum back and she's like, oh my God, have you seen? And I'm like, no, I just finished the Amazing Race. What are you talking about? And she's like, one of the girls at work was on Daily Mail on their browser and like, your face is like plastered all over it. And the article was like real estate agent, basically like putting shit on the agents for like 
selling land that was between people's houses. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah. Where does it, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. But she fully quoted me and there was this, like, I don't know if you've seen my old real estate haircut. I've shared a bit I of did, I did. I actually have seen it. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's a proper giggle, right? <laughs> like, it's a full, like, I looked like the biggest, slimiest real estate agent. Oh. And my just big mug just, like, stretched out and blown up on the front screen. And fuck, it was funny. But then also I had, towards the end of my real estate journey, I used to make videos. That was kind of a difference. Like, I don't like really unique videos here in Wollongong. Yeah. And my mate Joe Plum... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weapon of a cinematographer. He used yeah. to do them for me. Yeah. And we made this video. And we're always trying to sell the lifestyle, right, of certain areas. Yeah. And made this video where it was like, and you're also trying to build your profile when you're in real estate, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I had this house to sell in Mount Oosley. It was just before Chrissy, so we filmed the video. But the next day, I actually sold it before I went online. I sold it off market yeah. to uh, a contact of mine, and. So I had this video finished yeah. and I was like, well, I still want to promote it because, yeah. you know, we've spent the money for the video. Yeah. So I just got Joe to put like sold at the end of it. It was a little like 30 second vid, minute yeah. vid. And I put it out on social. So it's like the video and then it's like sold. Yeah. And like the caption was like, you had to read it with the caption for context. It was like, had this film ready to go, sold at Prada Market. Yeah. And like a month later, right? A month later, I've been at my mate's um, barbers for a haircut, Dan Tosky at Blends. And he texts me and he goes, Oi, brown cardigans ripping the shit out of you. Oh, no, that's not supposed to be. That is yeah. the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, fucking no chance brown cardigans ripping. I'm like, why would brown cardigan be ripping the shit out of me, right? And he goes, wow. And he goes to me, bro, I'm being dead serious right now. I'm going to link you. And I'm like, how did you find out? And he goes, one of my mates just goes, oh, yeah, I think one of the boys that comes to the barbershop's getting ripped on brown cardigans, oh. Twitter, right? And I click on it and it's just a link and it's just got the caption is, ha, 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 right? I click on and it's my video and I'm like, fucking, how did they find this, right? <laughs> and the caption was like, this motherfucker's made a video for a house we can't even buy. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> In the comment, oh. one of the comments, bro, I've still got it here because I shared the other day on my Insta. Oh. I'll show you this real quickly. Um, when I was with Joe Damon, oh. the comedian, yeah, yeah, and we're talking about it. Oh, bro, bro it's, it's not that is like not a place I want to be getting ripped on, eh? Brown card again, oh, like. bro, it was so funny. We're having a proper giggle, eh? And then one of the comments was like, um, this is the true housing crisis in Australia. Gino yeah. sipping a skinny latte telling us about a house we can't buy over sick beats. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But the crazy thing is, so I'm thinking, I'm sitting there, because I'm one of those people that I quite like taking the piss out of myself. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, like a pretty sure. easygoing character. Yeah. I was crying with laughter because yeah. I was reading these comments and people were just ripping the shit out of me, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. So I'm sharing it. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I was so surprised that it didn't... I don't know why they only posted it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know why. Also, it's not Instagram, nothing like that. It was Bro, just Twitter, yeah. Nothing, because I'm thinking... I'm looking on their Insta thinking this is great because I'm just going to, my channel is just going to blow up. So yeah, yeah. Laughs. And like, would have been perfect because like, yeah. I'd started the podcast and about 13 episodes in at the time. Yep. And bro, just they only posted it on Twitter. I've got fuck all views. Damn. And I'm like, but it was so funny, but it's that self-awareness. I was like, I knew what I was doing it for. I knew yeah, what yeah. my intent was. Yeah. It's just a laugh, bro. But so many people are like, 
oh, that's fucked, like, you should, like, and I'm like, who cares? Oh, as in, like, wait, people were saying that was fucked, the people commenting on the people, or people that you know saying that's fucked, that they've, like, targeted you kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, who oh, cares, bro? Like, uh, yeah. their job is to, like, rip on people. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. I follow this page at the moment called the 28-year-old male. Do you yeah, follow it? No, I've heard one of my bro, mates talks about it. Eh? He is, like, I don't, I don't know who he is, but he's like, he's, it's almost like he's the son of Brown Cardigan. Like, and yeah. he just, he wreaks havoc on Triple J, like on all their posts. And it'll just be like, Triple J will like introduce this song and then like on Facebook and then he'll comment and then like the post has like a hundred likes and he will have 5,000. Like, yeah. and, and then they like started deleting it and he goes, oh yeah, for someone who talks about like um, free speech and stuff, um, like he was like, for someone who talks about free speech a lot, like you don't really, like if you got, and, and then he'll like put up an Instagram post saying like, if you guys believe in free speech too, don't at all uh, ring up and request Rob Thomas every hour on the hour like all day. Yeah. And bro, it's just like these people are like coming up and like, they're like requesting Rob Thomas on Triple J like constantly and they're all yeah. like screenshotting. Um, he's uh, he's comment on Facebook and then they'll repost it too. So good. Oh man, he's like, he's so, he's so good. He's uh one of the good trollers as well but like he was another person that he like just rips on like maths and stuff like that as well just like writes the best stuff it's so good like it's and I reckon but a lot of people can't handle it because yeah everyone's so protective of that shit nowadays yeah but it's another thing that Gary V says like you're gonna 100% you're gonna be offended by a shit comment yeah if you get so pumped up about the good ones yeah yeah like you're attaching your worth to someone's comments and likes and yeah the shit on, best thing instagram could have done was remove likes yeah well that's what i um i that's what i had to i, I got used to as well like the first couple of days after the video went crazy um i was kind of everyone's like oh are you getting this out of it and i go bro i'm probably not gonna get anything out of it to be honest like i might get, get a couple of followers um but like it goes as quick as it comes, you know, like mm. it, back, back when I was like 18, I made this video on Facebook and it, it got like 1.5 million like views overnight. Um, it was just like, it wasn't me in it. So it, they couldn't like put it to me, but it was a video I made of like how you should eat Milo. And it was like this big glass. And I like did like, one, I, one, I, I, was like I was like one scoop. And then the next scoop when I did it, the whole glass filled up with Milo. Yeah. And then it was just like a little dab of like milk. And it like it blew up, and I remember that night I like went out and I was like I was like, I was I would have been nineteen or something, and I went out and I was at the grand, and I was like out and I was yeah. like showing people I like, go oh, this is a video, and I was like I was just yeah. getting blown up, and people were like frothing, and it's so weird because my face wasn't in it, it could have been like yeah. anyone really, um, but the difference with this one was like I I I was going to the season launch for a club I sponsor, and. I, I was like, oh, I need it. Like my hair on the sides has like gone over my ears. Like I need to get rid of it. And I was going to shave the mullet completely off um, that next week. And I was like, I, I just said to like Ash, our housemate in Georgia, I was like, oh, like I'm just going to tie the back up and tie the top up, just shave the sides to an eight. And I was like, okay, just do that. And we did it. And then they were both like, make sure you vacuum up your hair. This is like, so this is where it like all began. And it's like, make sure you vacuum up your hair. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. So I've like vacuumed it. And then I had like the nozzle off and I was like um, getting like under the seats. And then I was like getting it off of me, like just like the hair that was on my shoulders. And then I was like, oh, I was kind of thinking like to myself, like, oh, there'll be hair like in my hair, like where they've shaved it. So I just got it and I was like, 
ran it because I'd only cut the sides. I like ran it across the front and it fucking stuck there like crazy. Like it stuck there like in the video. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. And I like looked at myself in the mirror doing it. And I was like, oi, film this. And I like messed it up again. And then like I did it and then like did like the little smirk at the end. And um, I just didn't even think anything of it. I was like, oh, it looks pretty cool. And then I've gone and I was having a couple of beers like with my mate at the at my gym like before it. And I like I was just like messing around. I just posted it. I got the caption completely wrong because of the video, the music that I used over it said uh, it was like it was like some fucked up trending one. It was like this chick going, uh, hold my hair, make me gag ho. So <laughs> what it was supposed to say, the caption was. Uh, hold my hair and, and it corrected to call because I'd done it via Siri on my phone so when yeah. you're driving your Siri will automatically go to call so then you can just press the text message yeah. it happens all the time and so it corrects to call and it says call my hair and then I've posted it like not even thinking about it and you can't edit a caption can't edit a caption on TikTok so I've like left I've like left um and you know what because you don't think it's gone viral right i didn't have my instagram on my tiktok account didn't have anything like that it wasn't set up like it was some kind of thing that was going to blow up and i've gone out for the night like gone have beers went out to the bowling club on the way back because we're going to peppies on the way back i've like just checked my phone i was like the fuck that's got five hundred thousand views and I'm like, and I'm thinking about this other one. I had this other video where I did like a stomach vacuum during prep and I like had my gut sticking out and then I sucked into like nothing and everyone yeah. kind of went crazy. And that got like 180,000. I was like, because I'd been drinking, I was like, oh yeah, that looks like a fair bit. That night I'd like walked home, walked and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Macca's. Like I need something to eat. So I've like gone to Macca's, came back and I like looked at my phone. It had 1.8 million views. And, and it had like and it had like five like a thousand comments or something like that and i was like holy shit this is like fully blowing up like this has been like not like it's been like four hours and it's had like 1.8 million views i'm kind of like going oh my god like i've gone hard like gone to bed woke up the next morning 3.4 million oh, and shit. it was like going through and people were just targeting people like and to be honest even the people that were ripping on the mullet were still kind of like, ha ha ha, like laughing and I like tagging their yeah. mates and they go, oh my God, like this is male contraception and stuff like that. And like, yeah. I, I love, like, love that shit. Like they were saying that and they're like ripping on me, but then there was just so many people like frothing it as well. Heaps yeah, of people right. like in the comments going OnlyFans question mark and like all that. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to put my Instagram on. That was that night. So I'll put my Instagram on um, that night. And then in the morning I've had like all these followers come through and in my like request DMs, there was just like people going like OnlyFans, like question mark, like heaps of like gay dudes and stuff like that, like requesting like an OnlyFans. I'm yeah. like just going, by the way, love the mullet, all this kind of stuff. And I was just going, this is insane. Like, yeah. and I was just getting like, I'd wake up, like pretty much like leave my phone for a sec, go on 50 followers on Instagram. And then I'd go on to um, TikTok and it'd be like another million views and stuff like that. Like at the moment, it's at 10.5 million. <laughs> insane bro That's, and it's still people like isn't it crazy people. how you think 10.5 million people can see a video that you've posted here from Wollongong like one of the bro, we got 400,000 people here in our area yeah and so, 10.5 million people well I started to realise so I like I, I was like talking shit about it on my Instagram story I was like oh like um oh like oh, I can't remember what I said I was like oh like if you if you 
I can't remember. I was like, oh, if you care about what I say now, like if you didn't care about what I say before, maybe you will now because it's got like 3.5 million yeah. and all that kind of shit. And um, it just like, it just kept going up. And like after like two days, I was like, oh, okay. And then like um, Daily Mail had messaged me and be like, hey, like really, like really like your video. I want to write up a thing about it. The, the, vi- <laughs> the article that they did was like a bit like over the top, but like they had to write an article. So like do whatever you want. Um, the, the overwhelming support on social such as Instagram and TikTok was actually really positive. Mm. Other than people like ripping on you a little bit, like as a joke and like tagging their mates and they yeah. were just going, ah, oh, no, you do love it and like all that. But when I went onto the Daily Mail or news.com who did the first article, so news.com.au did the first article. They didn't ask me about it though. They just mm. go, oh, um, Aussie guy styles his mullet with um, vacuum. And they did an article. I was like, what the fuck? Like news article doing yeah. a, a new, uh, uh, news page doing an article then daily mail contacted me they did it when they put up the stuff the negative stuff in that was a bit more like these guys are actually sad like i was like they were like oh yeah there was people like commenting on it just going like um nice comb over gonna be bald in a couple of years and i was like i was like that's actually like you're actually cut like you're actually cut and i was like you can't even take it as a joke like all these like on the news.com one, there was heaps of people joking. And then when it went to the Daily Mail, there's actually like people like trying to talk shit. And I was yeah. like, that's actually so sad yeah. that you're actually that cut right. about me mucking around. Right. And then, um, yeah. And then it went to a point where like my dad got a call. They were, they were stuck in Queensland because of the floods. Um, they got a call off one of their mates from Queensland going, oh, Keith, are you still up in um, Queensland? He's like, nah. He goes, mate, if you put on the news, like Logue was just on the news, like, and, uh, like up on Queensland Channel 7. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, he's called me and told me this. And then there was a photo sent to me on Instagram and there was a guy over in Canada who'd sent me just going, there was just a segment on you, like going, oh, a guy from Australia, like, um, styles his mullet. And then a person in the UK was like, because of the Daily Mail one, there was on the news over there, did one. And then there was people like, the biggest probably response I had was people from Texas, like massive. Like they were all just like, yeah, just like frothed it. Like in regards to like my followers that I got on Instagram, it was all, all like, Houston, Texas, or like um, oh, just different areas. So I probably got like 500,000, uh, 500 followers all up yeah. um, on Instagram. Like not a crazy amount, but they're all pretty much from there. And if I look That's at my so analytics great. on TikTok, it was like 52% of the people that viewed it were from the US. And then That's it was like, then it was like 18, 18% was Australia, then 14% UK, and yeah. then spread out like across that. Isn't it mental, bro? Like, the way that it can just... I try so hard with my fitness content to do something, bro. This is the thing. Like, one of the things I'm going to do, um, <clears throat> what I like got told to do was like do a rehash on it, like have a green screen with that video in the background and like do a talk on it or whatever on TikTok. And one of the crazy things is, like there's so many people trying so hard to do all this like trending stuff to like try and trend. It's like the only chicks that are, tra- the only people that are trending on TikTok are chicks who are doing the trending things with their tits out. 100%. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's either a shredded guy, like yeah. super shredded, but they don't get anywhere near what these girls get. These girls like wear like nothing and they can, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can do whatever they want. And most of the time they have a link to their OnlyFans and their fucking bios yeah. as well. So they're just doing what they want to like make money. And yeah. it's perfect because they get 5 million people. If they get 
50 subscribers at $10 a week or whatever. Fuck, that's mad hustle. Like, 100%. do it. But um, so many people, like, are trying so hard, like, like I was with fitness stuff, to, like, trend or go viral, where I just did something stupid like and like like going back to gary v again he goes just document everything because someone yeah. will pick it up and this was just one of those things it was like that's what i did in the moment and i posted it and some, by some divine weird like miracle it went viral and went crazy but i also don't get anything from it i know i mean like a lot of people probably saw my face but like i didn't sign any deals everyone's like oh you should be getting like this and that i'm like why like who cares like it goes yeah. away just as quick as it like 100 that's why it's you called viral on TikTok, right? <laughs> yeah. i love um there's a dude that i follow and i didn't realize but i followed him at the time because i thought he was just a funny cunt and he's actually got cystic fibrosis mm. like, like me and i didn't realize that until later on because he makes a lot of jokes about being terminally ill yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 not exactly terminally ill, yeah. but I fucking love it. He, he takes a piss out of himself, which I like. Yeah. But he makes these videos, his name is Blake Pavey, where yeah, he okay. makes out he's his dad, so he walks into the room like he's polo shirt. Bro, I think I know, I think I know yeah. this guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, plays like the dad sitting down talking to his son, and yeah. he's so funny. Yeah. But it's the same thing, just putting out an innocent video one day, and now like, he's doing a bit of stand-up comedy, like he's breaking into, he was actually on the pod. Yeah. Got 500,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. He's just a ledge, bro. He's such a good dude. But you know what? You didn't have to do the fucking dances either. But I, I even like, right. I, I got to a point where I was like, I might have to start doing like some of these moves. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like going to be like, who do I even do it with? Like, you know, like, and I could probably do it now and it would be funny because yeah. it's like, oh, the mullet guy's doing the dances and shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, um, whatever. But um, I was like, oh, I might have to start like doing these dances in the gym or something like that. It was like so pathetic that I was thinking this. And people, but people actually do it. There's this one guy that like does it heaps and he's a full like, he almost looks like halfway between like an Eshe and like something else. But he's like, Full dresses like hard, but then he'll try so hard with these dances. It's not a joke because mm. there's no joking. Like he's just like doing it and he'll get his mum to jump in and he'll be like pretending like he like loves his mum heaps more than he does and stuff like that, you know? Like, and then like, um, it just like, it's so hard because you know, that's not him, bro. Yeah. You know, it's he's not like, him. After the video, he's like, fuck off, mum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, did we get that right? He goes, shut up. You didn't do the move right. Yeah. That kind yeah. of shit, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just like, it was one of those things that was like, I was fully myself yeah. in the dumbest way with no fitness stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah. I, I, know, um, it's just... I had I had a couple of alright TikToks go alright during COVID. Yeah. Like I was sort of like working, finishing my bit of real estate stuff off at home. And I was mm. working in my pajamas at home, just yeah. working. I'm like, fuck, like this TikTok. And I'd just gotten TikTok. I'm like, fuck, this thing's funny as. Like, yeah. There's some funny shit on here. Yeah. And I think that the one for me that done alright, like, and it's fucking nowhere near 10.5 million, it was like just a bit over 100,000, I think, was, um, you know, Vetus, that dude that, he's that, like, singer. I don't even know where he's from. He's from Europe. He, I think he became famous in Eurovision where he does a song that's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. He does that weird thing with his tongue where he's like, <laughs> you know, like, no, I don't know. And so he wears this like white bodysuit. Yeah. So I'd done it with like aluminium foil wrapped around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close up and it went nuts, bro. I had fucking people messaging me from everywhere. Yeah. But I think it's just when you put yourself out there like and, and have a crack, bro. Yeah. Some people hate it. I had a dude who, like, I just made a stupid video on Insta a little while back and he was like ripping on it, like commenting like, this is gay, lol. And I'm like, 
dude, you reached out to me to come on the podcast six months ago. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you make? What are you being salty for? Like, mm. get over it. It's obviously not your sense of humor. Yeah, there's like, um, that's yeah. It's like I you just gotta do yeah. If, and, and you know what? If you're if you're okay with it, there's been heaps of videos, bro, that I've uploaded before and been like, this isn't me, and I end up deleting it. Like, I'm just like, yeah. and I legit like will upload it and like put yeah. my phone down and go nah fuck that and I just like delete it because I'm like that was yeah. like not me at all yeah. and they'll be like and it's easier to fall into that yeah for sure because you're like getting caught up and you're like these people are making it because of this and it's like yeah. they yeah they are they probably had one that went viral like mine and now I can just kind of post anything yeah. and it'll like get 10,000 like it was yeah. just like kind of like that regular thing and they might have done one and it did that um, but <clears throat> I like I, I did another one that went alright and it was like me saying like how do you stay like healthy during um, like the festive season? And it was like me in like every scene, like like I, I think there was a point where I was like doing push-ups and I like had a beer and I was like drinking it while I was doing the push-ups. And then I had like, I was putting a scoop of protein and then I'd like cut the frame and then like pour the protein out and like fill it with a beer and then like shake it up and drink it. Just like stuff yeah. like that. And it was like with the, um, the montage music from Team America. And yeah. it was like, even Rocky had a montage and it was yeah. like that. And it was like, that that did, yeah, that like did pretty well. Like everyone got like a bit of a laugh out of that. But I think if, it's it's only gonna go so long if you're like faking it, you know. Like a hundred percent. That's the thing. That's the thing. Talk to me about some business ideas off the back of this. Have you thought about? Have you seen those barbers that got really famous lighting people's hair on fire and like no. doing weird shit? Have you seen that? No, so no, there's no. something that like they do this shit where it's like they light people's hair on fire and cut it with a sword and shit. Like they cut cut their hair. And I'm like, Bruh, so what? so excessive and so unnecessary. Yeah, like, yeah. Like at regular barber shops. Yeah. Have you ever thought about opening a barber shop where you just use the vacuum to style people's hair? So one uh, one thing um, I was talking like the next day, like when I was posting, like I was screenshotting like people's um, I was screenshotting people's uh, like the the news articles and all these places, and I was like putting them on my story, and uh, my my partners sister sister's boyfriend sonny webster like is oh, a, the yeah, ollie lifter, yeah the ollie lifter he um messaged me he goes why the fuck aren't you posting this on your like page and i'm like bro i already like posted the video and like posted a couple of things on my page he goes bro you just need to be like yeah. lapping this up like post all this yeah. stuff on your page um and bro you need any and then he sent me a voice like a voice memo um or a, vo uh, a voice message and he was like bro, I think you need to bring out like a mullet styling kit like and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, I was just like, fuck, like I don't even think about that kind of stuff because like even the fact that like I posted it and I wasn't prepared for what it was. I didn't even have my Instagram on my TikTok. I didn't yeah. have any of this. I, after like 3 million people had seen it, then I posted it. And like I didn't even think of this stuff. And I don't have these like, I wing so much of my life. Like I have no idea what I'm doing like yeah. at, at all and it's just this crazy thing where like oh everyone's like oh you got a gym and like oh you should have been posting this and that I'm just going yeah but like I didn't think this was gonna yeah. happen like I, I like even with the um e even like getting the gym like I I'm so impatient that I was just like oh yeah yeah I got that got that tick in the document sign it off yeah yeah sweet and then I had to find out all this stuff like later and then like with the thing they're like oh you probably shouldn't put up the rig until you get a DA I was like how about I put up the rig and then if I get a DA I'll take it down I want my clients to have the rig to do squats and stuff on and yeah. it's just like I just like wing so much of it like hopefully it works out <laughs> like yeah. you know and um 
It's a real Aussie mentality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like, I, be right. I don't know. I, yeah, that's it. And I just, uh, yeah, that's kind of the way I've always done it, I guess. Yeah. Like, when I needed to go into another gym, like, when I first went into a gym and paid rent, they were like, oh, you have to pay this much per client. I was like, how about I just pay you 200 bucks a week? I can do whatever I want in there. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. just like, stuff like that. It just, um, but yeah, like, not, like, none of that kind of like, business side stuff i haven't thought of hey like there's just been so much on top of that like with the gym opening up and stuff i just like haven't had the time like to even sit down and think oh, what could come of this you know like mm. it's um it's, to me it <clears> seems <throat> like you're just a doer mm. like that's just what your personality is because i'm kind of similar yeah like i'm not i'll think about shit yeah but sometimes i don't have the patience to wait and like execute it at the right time yeah so i'm kind of just like got this idea too excited about it just do it now yeah like, like I, I i'm like i am a doer but i'm not like a massive uh there'll be days like probably today like after this i'm gonna be so like motivated and amped up like I'll, I'll go out i'll do stuff all day but there's also days that i'll go home after clients in the morning and i'll have another two hours sleep because i'm up at 4 a.m yeah. in the morning and i'm like it's, 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 there's, there's days that i'll do stuff like when i was opening up the gym um like Morgan Sport, like the equipment uh, provider that I got some stuff off and then SMAI up the road um, said that my equipment was ready. So I go up, go to there, then I drive to Albion Park, go get that and I'll go to Bunnings, get some stuff for that and then I'll go back to like Oak Flats because I bought like a, a, a lounge for the gym up there and then I'll be going around all day and I'll get it done. But then there'll be days that I'm just like, fuck. Like, yeah. I can't be bothered bro, to do anything. Having, that was me yesterday, bro. I was so exhausted. Yeah. Like, I got home from like, I normally wake up about 4.30, 4.45. Yeah. Go for a walk or a run and then jump in the ocean. I got home and I was sitting there and I had a bit of brekkie, peanut butter and poached eggs on toast, of mm. course, and just reading my book. And I was like, fuck, I'm tired, eh? Like, I was nodding off. And yeah. I lied down on the floor on the balcony and yeah. woke up an hour later. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. And, and even the thought about doing something like a podcast, it's, so, it's like draining to think yeah, about, yeah. eh? You're like, you're like, like, I don't want to fucking tired, talk, eh? you know? Yeah, I was like mentally tired. I was like, I just need to have a chill day. Yeah, like, yeah. Just do some shit on my phone. Yeah. So. But that's the beauty of doing your own thing. Yeah, well, that's it. You have those days where you go probably harder than most people would if they're sitting in an office. Yeah. But you have those days where you got you kind of got to adjust. Yeah. But like, I, I'm living at the moment, like my, my partner, Georgie, she's, she's a freak. Like she's a PT as well and but she's like energizer bunny like mm. i'll get home and i'm like laying on the bed and she'll just be like cleaning stuff or like doing like she's not as like tech savvy as me so it's like she can't really do stuff on the computer but she'll get home and she'll be non-stop like she'll be like i'm gonna go for a walk and then she goes out for a walk and she goes i'm gonna go to woolies and i'm gonna go shopping and then she'll walk up there and walk back with the bags and like just stuff like that and like in the beginning when i first moved in i was kind of like oh my god i feel like the biggest piece of shit like <laughs> like not doing anything but then you just got to realize like do you like don't yeah, like some don't, people's personality like, like if you want to be like those people i guess surround yourself with people like that and they'll probably give you energy but when you're trying to do it by yourself and that's like that's a that's one thing with me as well because like i'm opening the gym and i'm like not surrounded by other trainers I'm not yeah. surrounded. I haven't really surrounded myself with like this group of like people in my gym where you see like um, gyms around here, they'll have like this base of like trainers and they're all doing like their, their, their staff, uh, staff training um, session yeah. and all that. And they're all like, oh yeah, and they'll film each other. And I'm, I'm just like in my, like clients are gone and I just sit down. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? 
because yeah. there's no one to go oh okay let's do the programming for the week I have to sit down I have to program for the week I don't yeah. have that other trainer or anything like that is that something you're looking for eventually <sighs> look I've had, I've had trainers in the past man um, I had uh, I had someone work for me they uh, they left and went, went and worked for another gym um, it, it worked out why it, while it happened like it was kind of something I needed at the time and then I recently had someone do work experience and they just like weren't a good fit. Um, I told them like they were with me, like I, I'm chilled as. They needed something that was a bit more like structured and like had some routine, like go yeah. work for any time or something like that. I didn't have to because I had the motivation to start my own business. But you can't be in like my situation because of like how I am with my clients and stuff. Like the joking around, I like I'm not gonna be. I'm not a robot with my clients. So for them to come in and think that it's just like about like a bit of like just run a class and don't really interact with the clients go to somewhere where someone's paying ten dollars a week to do that you yeah. know like um that's not like what mine is so like I'll, i would like to surround myself with a team whether it's getting like a va or something like that that i can like like you, you see so many like I, I know it's like tv shows or whatever but you might be like on someone and someone's got like their assistant or their or their manager who they can have like a call with or sit down with the computer and be like oh bro like I, i've got this idea for the gym and, I, and then we like kind of like bounce yeah. ideas because i can't bounce ideas i just like throw it against the wall and like yeah i can't bounce, bounce ideas off someone so what i have to do instead is throw the shit against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So, because I can't yeah. get that like feedback. I've been speaking about that a little bit lately with a few of my mates. Yeah. Like that theory for the podcast and seeing what content, because you know anything you do with this <clears throat> sort of entertainment or fitness space, socially, <clears throat> online, wherever, it's really what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're putting shit out there to the world and seeing what the world wants to take and, and run with. Yeah. And you kind of do more of that, and you always stay true to yourself and you stay authentic. But you got to find the stuff that the people enjoy consuming all the programs that people enjoy training yeah. toward and and all that sort of stuff and when you buy yourself it's just you're just like you said throwing whatever and like sticks. that's kind of like what happened with my podcast like there's another thing that like i wasn't kind of like true to me with was i started off like just trying to interview like gym owners and shit like that that was my that was my niche i guess you could call it uh but I was like, I don't want to be like, I guess I could interview some gym owners that I think are cool, but I was just trying to like push this kind of like interview this person in fitness, interview this person in fitness. When I finished my bodybuilding comp, I hadn't done, I hadn't done any podcasting for a bit. I started, I started in like, I think my first episode was like start of October, 2017. Yeah. Um, and when I lived with my mate in, uh, after my comp, we started to like, we like set up a box. This is like one of the my most favorite podcasts. That I like listened back to it a few weeks ago. And we set up a box between us on the lounge and he'd just become a cop. So he like went down to the academy and like yeah. he just started cop. He just became a cop. And he was like talking about like how like he had to direct like the car driver that he was with like because they'll chase some guy. And then like the guy eventually got to like this main part of the road where he went in and started driving in the opposite direction so they had to stop chasing him and then like i in in person i was like so you're like the one who like went like the wrong streets like made him get away and like that was kind of our laugh so we ended up doing this podcast we we're playing 2k on the ps4 with um a bottle of a bottle of wine 
and we were like drinking red wine while doing this podcast and we we're like playing 2k and like i was interviewing like that and that was fucking the funnest thing bro like That's sick, that was bro. one of the that. best and um, <laughs> i did the similar one with um jared win uh, like when yeah. he fir- when he first started well not first started um red dragon but um he was like starting to do really well in it and he's like he's killing it now uh, but we did one that was like the Pinot podcast and it was like a glass of red wine, a bottle of red wine and you drink it through the whole podcast and you just see like, you just like, the podcast just loosens up more and more yeah. the whole way through. Um, but that was kind of like, and I just went through and I was doing random shit like that. But see, my bot, my podcast is a, um, it's a byproduct of what I do. It's not yeah. what I do. It's a byproduct. Like it's the people that I meet. It doesn't matter who they are. It could be. A cop like who's my best mate um it could be jared he started a supplement company um a gym owner um i also did i've done a heap of solo ones as well it's um i see the like, link tree today you were you on twitch i am on twitch yeah i love, I love what are you doing it. on twitch i barely i barely even know how to use it to be honest yeah um i just uh I just signed up to it because people were using it. I follow this one guy. He's um, a couple of like fitness commentators. There's this guy like with real long hair that I like listen to. And he does like, used to do the natty or not, but now he like does Twitch and like does like, he just like kind of comments on other people's stuff. Like similar to that, do you know that Derek more plates, more dates? He's been like mentioned on Joe Rogan stuff a little bit. So they will like watch someone else's YouTube and they comment on it next to it. And he's got a Twitch. He'll be like, oh, catch me over on Twitch and I'll like we'll talk or whatever. And then there's another guy, Max Tuning, that I follow. Yep. Love him. I like, he is like one of the, like my favorite YouTubers and he's always on Twitch. So he'll be like playing Fortnite and just like talking to people about product launches and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just sign up to Twitch. So I just like made a Twitch. I haven't actually used it yet. Like, yeah. cause I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a camera to like film me while I'm doing it. Um, I would only have like to be able a mic to like talk to people. So yeah. it's um yeah, it's like one of those things. I kind of just did it and like was excited, like kind of excited at the time. But then I was like, how's this actually going to work? You know? Because you know what? It's, it's one of the things I'm looking to do in here is, so I'm starting as of this week. So we're, for everyone listening, we're filming this on a Tuesday. Hmm. This Wednesday, which will be the 31st of March, starting like a companion style pod once a week. We're on a Wednesday night. I'm just going to get a, a couple of boys in here, a couple of mates, maybe even a couple of chicks sometimes, mm. um, just to talk like trending topics, pop culture, and just like put out something that's a little bit more just entertainment focused as opposed to deep, in-depth, educational mm. or inspirational chat. And I'm thinking about just streaming it live on Twitch. Yeah. And just, because that's a, that's a platform <coughs> that fascinates me, the way it works and yeah. the way that there's... It's a big platform. Bro, creators yeah. make money off it. Yeah, you, get, yeah. you get the donations, that sort of thing. And as a creator, you've got to think of any way, shape or form that you can blow your shit up and, and make some more money out of it yeah. so you can continue to invest in it. Even if you just like did that, and you mean like you would actually be like playing games and stuff like that? Bro, no, just fully just chatting, just live. Okay. Is that, oh, okay, I didn't even know. I thought Twitch was like, you had to be gaming while you did it. Just, just bro, live. Yeah, right, okay. Because, um, you know the YKTR boys? Yeah. 
They've been doing the same thing with um with Footy Companion. Okay, right. So they've been doing it, and I think Denny, um Den and Kemp started a little bit of that stuff too. Oh, he's got the Denny, bad studio now. He's in his new studio. Right, his new studio <laughs> is sick. And oh. what I like is that he's a dude who's known for his rugby league. Yeah. But he's taken on um Dill, mm. the dude that does the AFL stuff. Yeah. I'm like that's sick. Just yeah. like building his umbrella just yeah. for sports. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Get him on the cruise. So yeah. I actually spoke to him a little while back, probably a year ago now when I launched this, saying yeah. I'd love to have him on the pod, but I'd love to have him on face-to-face one time. Yeah. He's a legend, eh? Yeah. He's done so well for himself, just yeah. off being himself. Yeah. Well, he just like, it started off like, yeah, like it started off, he, a lot of it was like him interviewing people and like, yeah, he got some like good guests and stuff on. Um, I think he's like, I honestly think like during COVID, he was like, during COVID and now he's keeping everyone interested in rugby league. Like as in, I was over footy until I started he is, watching. He's like, he has done so much for the game. It's yeah. not even funny. Yeah. He's brought personality back into league. He's given us the insights of who the players are off the field, which most mm. people are more interested in now. Yeah. Than like, I love seeing who a dude is off the field or like what interests him in business or yeah. in, you know, in his personal life. As opposed to just seeing these people as athletes, yeah. it humanizes the game a yeah. little bit. Instead and of seeing the shit, like the pe- just the news going, oh, this person got down for this. And then Kemby will like do that. And then he'll like post <coughs> like why he like, just be like, oh, come on. Like, oh, this guy got in a fight. He goes, oh, and then he'll like write up something going like, oh, what would you honestly do if your mate was like, or this chick that you were with got like hassled. Like, um, it's like, if anything, they should be giving him an award or some Was shit this like Bradley? That. I, I don't know. Oh, no, that one was mad too. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because I, I watch it. So I interviewed Scope and um, and Jordan Simmy yep. for the YKTR boys recently. And, and bro, like those dudes were just once upon a time to me footballers. It's been amazing to see, well, Scope, you know, Simmy didn't play league here. But it was amazing for me to see the evolution of these guys behind a mic in front of a camera actually figure out who they are as human beings. And the talented guys. Yeah. Like, they deserve to have a space to speak their mind. And, bro, the thing that got me is this. Um, is, it, is it Toby Rudolph, the guy that plays for Cronulla, who in his Fox Sports interview the other day, like, post-game, was like, post-round one. Oh, they is get that the long hair, bro? Yeah. And they go, oh, oh what are you yeah. going to do to celebrate the win? And he goes, oh, probably go sink a thousand schooners at Northies or whatever and um, try to pull... Pull something. And they go, pull something. Anything well, is good. Nah, just kidding. Probably, you know, do some recovery and that. And, and I'm like, but then he gets fined, bro. He got uh, fined like I, 20 I know, grand. Yeah, I didn't know he got I didn't know he got and fined. The, and I put, I'm like, mate, like, why can't they be themselves? It's fucking... Why can't they... I, and I love, bro, I know we're so... We're different here in Australia, our culture in New Zealand, but I love watching American sport mm. and just seeing, like, someone come out and be like, we're going to pump them this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait for that game now. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting, bro. It's just like, that was, um, <clears throat> that was, it was that. And another one that sticks to me is um, when, uh, oh, who is it from, uh, Curtis, is it Curtis Scott from um, Canberra? Who was the one? Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, uh, when that news article came out about him saying he assaulted police. Yeah. And it turns out like, he just had a big night. He'd passed out and then they handcuffed him while he was passed out and were like pushing into like his shoulder and like 
rubbing their knuckles on his chest, which is like such an intimidating thing. Like imagine you waking up, like he doesn't know where he is. Like oh, imagine okay. you waking up thinking you're in bed or something like that and someone's holding your arms behind your back and he didn't even, he just like fought off a little bit. He didn't do anything. If anything, it was the police that assaulted him. Mm. And then um, the news article comes out and then like luckily like people like Kempi and stuff are like so onto that. It's like you see the actual, you get to see the actual video and you're like, yeah. what fucking story are these people trying to pull? It's just like making these people look like the shittest people. Like, and they're like, they just think about like what you do in a day and what would happen in that situation. Would you actually go out and just like smart, like punch a cop? Cause that's what the cop, uh, that's what the news are trying to make it look like. And oh, instead it's just like what you would actually do. What would you do if someone like, hit you in the back of the head, you might turn around and hit them back. Instead, they're saying NRL player fine for assaulting like club goer or something like that. And it's like, no, the club goer actually came up and like hit them. Insulted like, him come and he on. Like, himself, yeah. yeah, and it's like, but that, then again, like you, you can't like, no, no one's like, ever, they're trying to obviously create heroes and villains in these stories where if it's a, if it's a football player, a police officer, anything like that. Everyone's a human. Everyone does something wrong and everyone like, no one's doing something ever really that like crazy beyond your belief. Mm. Like you're like, oh my God, how did this football player do this? Like, why didn't he even think about it? It's like, you're only reading one headline. It's like, just imagine probably something you would do. And then that's probably closer to what the story is. Like it's always getting like blown out of proportion. I think that's the power of the, the negative power of news, but also, you know, we've got a positive opportunity with social media and podcasts and and having our own brands and media outlets and companies as just everyday individuals now where we're able to share some of those truths and yeah. get away from just the manipulation of um, modern day news and the way that they like to shift a story. But it's interesting, bro. We're living on for two hours. I know. It's like a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, bro, this is fucking Joe Rogan. Who's it? This is the experience. experience. <laughs> now nah, shout out, Joe. Love you, bro. I know you listen to the show every week. Um, Cre- credit yeah. to anyone who's been listening this whole time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, the camera just turned off literally like a minute ago. It's obviously overheated. It's getting warm in the room when you've got two good-looking characters and the mullet <laughs> lord sitting behind the mics for two hours. The camera's bound to overheat. So I guess we'll wrap it up there, bro. All I right. really appreciate you coming on. No worries, One bro. thing I want to make sure is that everyone who's watching, listening, Wherever you're tuning in, whether you're seeing a clip of this on Instagram or on socials, I want to make sure that they come over and follow you for all the goodness that you post, but also can get behind your business and the great stuff you're doing in the fitness space. So where's the best place to find all that? Look, it's um, I've changed pretty much like everything to Logan Cole with four E's because I couldn't get it. Like there's clearly a few Logan Coles in the yeah. world, which uh, yeah, that's mind blowing. But um, yeah, just Logan Cole with four E's at the end. Uh, Logan Cole Coaching uh, is my current like business page. I've got the podcast, which is Logan Cole's Convos. That's got its own uh, fitness page as well. Uh, sorry, Instagram page as well. Uh, but yeah, ma- the, most of the stuff, if you just go to Logan Cole with the four E's at the end, that's got my uh, link tree. That's got everything there. And um, yeah, that's it. Epic. Get around him. Get around the mullet lord. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, brother. No worries, man. Cheers. Cheers. Legend.